Hello, this is Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Alex, and now, unfortunately, for reasons we'll go into, permanently upgraded to co-host. Oh, I'm co-host now. I really, I that was a good solid, what, six, seven years as special guest? Yeah, that's over. That's a shame. That's a real I enjoyed shame. that designation, but it's all right. Erica. Hello. Hello, Jodine. Beatty enthusiast. There we go. Keep that bit rolling. <clears throat> now. So here we are. And then there and were I'll, two. And I'll talk about this, Erica, because I know it's still very difficult for you. Oh, yeah. I'm real broken up about it. Um, just to get right to it. Bootlicker Bob is dead. <laughs> that is the better, like, moniker, right? Big yeah. Business Bob is great, but Bootlicker Bob was my favorite. Unfortunately, Bootlicker is dead. That he just and I, right off the tongue, we were out on a run. I was pacing him. Mm. A and, thing that happens often. Yeah, and he needed someone to try to keep up with. Sure. Try to push him to the next level. Oh, definitely. And I think, um, unfortunately, I pushed him too hard. Mm. The bad knee gave out. We were going down a slope. And one of the just... one of the many slopes in the uh, in the region where we live. Yes. Oh well, we were actually in Italy. Oh, we were okay. running through the vineyards. Oh, that's right. That's right. That, yeah, that, that I've jaunt over to Italy. You guys took. Yeah. yeah, you forgot about that. I did. I don't think I did. people quite understand just how rich we are. Oh, uh, absurdly rich. <laughs> yeah. So bad knee got blown out. Bob took a tumble, and before I knew it, just. Large tree branch right through the head. Ah, that'll do it. That will do it. So he's dead. Um, I know you've been dealing with it as best you can with humor, as we could tell. Oh, I mean, you, you've you just... been you've been a bastion, Bob. You got to laugh. A or Alex, you got to laugh. See, it's <laughs> it's it's if he's still here. So, um, maybe from time to time going forward, the spirit of Bob will join us. Force ghost. The yeah. force ghost of Bob will materialize yeah, and join nice. us. We'll see. Um, but for now, the best parts of the podcast live on. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe every once in a while, I'll try to like come up with a running topic so people don't feel uncomfortable. Right. So they. Can, I don't know like, what that would be. They can like, oh, this, I, I, good... I can space out this part of the podcast. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You need a break, like an intermission. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got to so... go to the bathroom and I want a drink. But you want to leave it running because you're too lazy to hit the pause button. Oh, that's hard to hit the pause. It's sometimes it is hard. Like you got to pick up the phone, you have to hit the the screen on button. Oh my god! It is funny. I'll be watching something, and it's something I'm enjoying watching, and I'll be like, okay, I got to get up, and I won't hit pause. And then when I get back, I'll be like, well, that was dumb. And <laughs> no, I'll I have rewind, to rewind it. Right? Like, well, you, you're an idiot. Just fucking hit pause. Because you know what? I will be hitting pause for. That's not preview for it. Last night when I was at the movies. Mm. February 8th. Halo. Halo season two. Now, I didn't know that, but I do know now because you told me. Yes. But, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. We we have two hopes, I think, between both of us. One, we'd like to see the tree get climbed. The tree should get climbed, yes. And... I mean, more likely one or both of them gets killed instantly because one of the writers listens to this podcast and they were like, fuck those two. No, what'll happen is the tree will get climbed. We'll have confirmation of queerness 
And then both will be brutally murdered. Or they'll both get into straight relationships. Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. And then brutally murdered. See, the only good news for... See, normally I feel if you're a... I don't know how tall these women on the show are that are playing the Spartans. The two of them, they're huge. I mean, they look like they're like six five, six six. They got to be at least six feet tall. Yeah. Oh, they're bigger than Taller six than feet. That, they're, at least, they're big. Though, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I think normally, if you're a woman and you're that tall, like maybe it can be hard to find a good boyfriend because you don't want a boyfriend who's like five ten when you're like six three. I think that's weird. I don't think so. I mean, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> That's society's problem. You shouldn't have a problem with it. Well, the point I was getting to, though, is it, the good news is, is like, there's all these dude Spartans who are also fucking huge. Sure. So problem solved. Well, there you, you know. Go. Anyways, our other hope is, is that it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. The preview started and my friends were like, why are you, what are you, what's the face for? I'm like, I think this is Halo. This is, this is good content for us. It was great. I had a lot of fun watching that first one, that first season, mostly because it was, it was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. And I en- I enjoy watching people that uh, I am friends with get really hot about the media, <laughs> destroying something they love. Well, I was never mad. You, it get, was, you it got was, a little hot. You were a little I, hot about it. I never got mad. It was more <laughs> like, how can it be this bad? You know, because I don't think it's this difficult. I mean, I think that the problem you run into with this stuff is it's like Halo Halo has an audience, but they want they want everybody. So we have to try right. and like make it for everyone. But and, Halo is for everyone. It already is for everyone. But when you do try to do that with a property, especially a video game property, and you try to like I don't know, dumb it down or like it it's like, no, make the thing the thing. That's why the thing is popular. Like Last of Us, I've only seen like I think the first couple episodes of that, but that's that's the game, and it's a good story. So it's like yeah, they just basically adapted the game, and there's some changes or whatever. Sure, but it's pretty sure, much but the for game. the better, from what I understand. And it's just like this is this is good. And now you're just adapting it for something so a new a new uh, uh, audience can discover it. Another thing that I don't really understand because I think one of the appeals of a master chief or a doom guy. And I understand like, you know, doom guy is a white guy. Like you see him in the original games, right? You see the little face there at the bottom, but in most of the recent games, he's just wearing a helmet all the time. He's just kind of nameless, faceless guy. He really doesn't talk. He's a doom slayer. Yeah. And you know, I think the good thing about a character like that or a master chief is because you don't see their face, especially a master chief is he can be anyone to anyone, you know, like, like Link. You can, well, I mean, you see Link's face, but he doesn't talk. Right. So it's easier to project yourself onto him. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's more like Master Chief, because you don't know you don't know what nationality is sure, or race sure, he is sure, or whatever. Sure. He could just be anybody. Sure. So you could say, oh, it's like, that'd be, I love that guy. It'd be so cool to be that guy. And, uh, you know, when they always, they have to do the thing where it's like, well, we must show his face. We must take the mask off. And I think they did in like the first episode of this Halo TV series. It was very, it was very early. It's like, I just, you're right away, you think, oh, they don't know what this character is about. Like right out of the gate. Right. There's a fundamental misunderstanding of what this is. Awesome. Yeah. Great. And that's concerning. Yes. (laughs) Mildly. Cool. I'm glad you guys are the ones making this. 
awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, they've taken all the feedback they've received, and there's been a lot, <laughs> and they make some positive changes with it. But what did I what did I tell you upstairs before we started? Like it, this happened with because uh, uh, yeah, get, get get ready for more of this talk with um. At least the way they talked about it with The Witcher, season two, they already pretty much had mostly written and they were starting to like plan out what they were going to do by the time. I mean, the COVID of it all kind of fucked stuff up, but they didn't really have a lot of audience feedback until it was they were working on season three, which is yeah. why you saw certain characters get. A little bit more screen time because they're very charming and handsome and wonderful. Well, who could you possibly? I don't be know anybody. About? It could literally be anybody. But um, uh, uh, yeah, it takes a while for that feedback to get back, or they could just completely ignore it. Be like, "Fuck you! This is what we're doing." Dealski. Though I don't yeah. know anybody else who. And granted, Halo isn't something that's huge in my circle, but I didn't know anybody else who watched it. It seemed like it was one of those things that people were excited for before it came out, and then it came out, and it just, like, fell off pretty hard in terms of just seeing people talking about the it. The shitty thing, though, is it seems like that's almost everything now. Things have their thing for, like, the few months they're out, and then, unless you're, like, in the fandom or whatever, it's just really quiet then. Yeah, uh... You, because you're giving so much content from so many different things oh, thrown right. at it's, you all it's the time. A, it's a fucking like, water There's hose. always something yeah. else to move on to. Yeah. I think that's the, you know, you have so many people now that are so uh, like short attention span. You know, they need like that next thing to grab onto or the thing is dying. You know, mm-hmm. like you... You see this with like free to play video games a lot, like with a Fortnite or an Apex or whatever, is if there's not new content constantly, it's oh my god, there's nothing to do, the game's dying. I'm like, gonna move on. Yeah, it's like, well, this game has new stuff, you know. And I think it's the same thing with anything. Is you know, a TV series, it's like that's why I'm kind of more in favor, even though I would prefer to just sit down and watch a whole season in one sitting. I am kind of more in favor of releasing episodes week to week because oh, then you keep it going. Thousand percent. I think even and you also what, give people time to digest stuff too. Even what Netflix is doing now with uh, we're gonna drop the first half and then do the second half like a month later. Like I loved that month between uh, volume one and volume two of The Witcher because I got to jump online, I got to talk with my friends, we got to be like, "What do you think's gonna happen?" Yeah, to spe- yeah, you, you just speculate. And it was cool for like that to last, <clears throat> like, a month and a half instead of like a weekend, you know. Oh, Alex, I'm thinking about downloading Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Mm, well, there goes the rest of your life. Right. I was talking about this about a friend uh, the other day, and I was just like, am I prepared to have, like, from 8 to 11 every night for the next six months be dedicated to this one thing? Because that's what's going to end up happening. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's a good 100 hours minimum Yeah, gone. Yeah. Never to be found again. But, hey, it looks like a fun game. Yeah. No, what's... What's off-putting for me when I see it is, one, I'm not the biggest fan of turn-based games. Like, it depends on the game and how it's structured, but not the biggest fan of turn-based. And also, when I see the interface, and, like, it's just 
like a jumble of 60 icons. Oh, yeah. And I'm just it's a lot. sitting there thinking, this is just too much for my simpleton brain. Like, I need, I need it a little bit more streamlined, you know? Sure, sure. I've just seen a bunch of character stuff on Tumblr. I haven't seen oh, yeah. a lot the, of the, like yeah, the story stuff apparently is great. I've heard it's and it could branch off in a million different directions. I guess which is cool because if it's D and D, that's that's what that is. Yeah. So yeah, and the stuff exactly where you can like roll to see like what the outcomes you know to get a good or bad outcome and stuff like that. And I think there's things you can do to influence the rolls or something. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. Like, well, you usually, have to roll within certain ranges, or I mean, I don't know how D and D works. Yeah, but. like if um, sometimes you can have, uh, say, you're a simple example. You're a paladin, and you have like plate armor. Mm-hmm. You just have disadvantage on stealth checks because you're okay. the noisiest motherfucker in the universe. Right. So if you try to do something stealthy, you're gonna have to roll like really high or something. You have to roll twice, and you take the lower number. Okay. So, but there is a set like. Uh, number you have to hit in order to to have beat it but in doing it at disadvantage if you like well i rolled really well this and then i roll again oh you rolled like a two yeah you're fucked you, you don't pass but the failures are fun at least when yeah. you're playing like at a table with people well and especially i think what's fun about a game like a Baldur's gate is because there's so many different ways it can go and apparently tons of different endings and tons of different things that can happen to all the characters along the way is there isn't necessarily like a good ending, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas some games, some RPGs, let's say, if you don't do certain things along the way, you are undoubtedly getting the bad ending. Yeah. Like it's like the Witcher three. There's witch endings. There's the ones where, you know, 20 year old spoilers for the Witcher three now, (laughs) but there's the the good ending would be the I'm just talking about the regular story now. The good ending would be the one where Siri, Siri becomes a so she, she survives a and she becomes a like a witcher. Yeah, that's the undoubtedly the good ending. And then I there's think, a bunch of like other like stuff that's influenced, but that that's the main like right. Yeah, Siri and, survives and she doesn't have to become like Empress of Nilfgaard or anything like that. Well, and there's there's also like the quote unquote like okay kind of bad ending which is the one where she becomes the queen Mm -hmm. and then there's just like series dead yeah which is like the really bad yeah so if you make really bad decisions um when i first played when i like beat it i was like motherfucker i think i got the bad ending because like they act like she's gone uh uh-huh like they're telling the uh uh what is it amir von emmer sort of the fuck his name is i act as if i don't know it uh oh no she's dead she's gone whatever and then i'm sitting there i'm like motherfucker am i gonna have to goddamn replay i mean i'm gonna replay it anyway let's be real (laughs) with ourselves but uh and then i got to it and i was like oh okay i think i'm good i think we're good we're going back to white orchard we're going back to the thing i think we're okay i think we're okay okay good good i was gonna be really mad at myself yeah but it's like in a game like that you know again like it's an rpg but it's much more streamlined yeah right and there's just there's very obviously okay this is the good ending sure whereas Baldur's gate i don't know how many fucking endings there are but i think i heard there's like a shitload there's a lot so it's just there's just an ending to your story whether or not that's you know a good ending or a bad ending i guess is kind of up to you well and that's 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 D &D. so it's kind of cool that they've were able to uh replicate that in the game 
Yeah. Well, I think Baldur's Gate is an interesting game because it was in early access for a long time. And so they got to take, you know, one, they get a lot of money from people who want to pay for early access to help fund development. And then two, um, you know, they get to take a lot of feedback, right? And I think they actually did take that feedback and adjust things in the game for years. Um, So, you know, it's like a very niche case in a sense, because I'm sure most game developers are not willing to take feedback like that. I mean... Even even in a game like... Um, it would be hard to. Well, it's difficult. And then maybe, you know, maybe your goals are different than the general community's goals right. or something. Like, this is what we're trying to do with this. This isn't what you're asking us to do. Isn't really what we're trying to do with this game. So we, we're not going to do that. But so I think that would be that would be difficult. Yeah. I think. Well, I know in a game for a game like Overwatch, I know the developers have said before, you know, like what's... What the feedback they like to get is, you know, what's fun or not fun or what don't you like about something, but don't like they don't want suggestions on like how to change something because they don't they want to come up with it on their own or something. I don't know Which you could. There's positives and negatives to. Well, and wanting to come up with it on your own, it's 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 like authors will tell you uh, I can't or creators of stuff will be like, we can't read the fan fiction because if. It'll influence what you make them. Well, or if we we do something then that's similar, somebody can be like, all right, that's copyright infringement. Yeah. Though that's murky, but still, that's why they're like, we're not even going to... Though I don't know. I, there's no way some people don't. The actors do, I feel like. Well, and sometimes, you know, I think you see this in a lot of stuff. Like, um, I saw... I saw in, in Nikkei recently, and I'm bringing it back to my favorite gotcha game, they they have like all these, they basically do like a flashback event for this one character. And it was like a lot of the characters in this unit, a lot of the Nikkeis were in like these, they were like basically ninjas. And so like, what's your prototypical like female ninja design? Like tight black suit. Yep. You know, like wetsuit almost. Yep, yep. yep. With like straps and belts and everything, you know, oh, very like, important, right? So if you sure. get caught on stuff, very stealthy, very stealthy. <laughs> so it's just pretty much like your, it's like your very generic like look, I guess. And right after that came out, some artist on Twitter or something was like, "Look how you, it's like this looks like you basically copied my design." It's like, dude, it's like a hundred people in the last year have designed a woman in a ninja suit that looks just like this this is just this this is is not exactly original though my favorite and this has happened uh this happened recently on uh uh, i don't remember if it was in a fan space or if it was a book or something but somebody was getting all hot about they were like oh well this trope like i use this in my book no one else can use this trope and it's like (laughs) no like you not know that like it's it's you can't copyright, like, a story idea. Like, boy meets girl, like... Yeah, every story's been told. Every story's been told. It's just the little, like, stuff you hang on it. Like, yeah. this is just... Like, there wouldn't be books if that was the case. There would be, like, a like a couple a really long time ago, and that would be it. Yeah, it's, every everything's been done. Every, every idea's been beat to death. It's just like anything. Pro wrestling... 
TV, movies, everyone's done it. You're just doing the same thing over and over again with some your own, maybe your own little twist. Or, well, you're trying to make like fun characters and like maybe yeah. do, like you said, an interesting twist to the story, but it's all been done, baby. Yeah. Well, and you're all, you're all, whether you know it or not, you're influenced by what you've seen. Oh, thousand percent. And, you know. But a lot of creators will even tell you that. Like, yeah. Star Wars is based, is uh, uh, influenced by the old, like, serials George Lucas used to watch when he was a kid. It's like, there's some, like, one-to-one comparisons you can make. And that's fine. I do always think about, it's funny how... You've got all these absolute maniacs now with billions of dollars and like they read all this sci-fi growing up, like all this dystopian sci-fi. And they were like, you know, we should make that rather than making the world a better place. Like, fuck the flying cars and, you know, getting rid of hunger and. Right. Why should I help homeless people? uh, Creating like the little machine from Star Trek that creates food out of the replicator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want any of that. No, we're not. No, gonna do we're that. but but like the really bad ideas, the stuff that sucks. The orphan now, murdering machine. Yeah, we're gonna make that, that. I like. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. It's just it's just funny. It's like so much of this stuff has been predicted, and yet it's still going to happen. Yep, because humanity are a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Speaking of idiots. Hmm. Now here's the. You thing. can really go anywhere with that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing with our boy, one Chicago-born CM Punk, is there's actually, it's like, how much backstory do we want to get into to, for, to make this make sense rather than just rambling? Well, I mean, we've talked about him on the podcast quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to, I'm not worrying about a super, like, ton of backstory. Like, the, the, the summary... 10, 11 years ago... He left WWE because right. of like shitty circumstances, according to him. He put out a podcast with uh, Colt, Colt Cabana, Cabana when they were mm-hmm. still talking. Yeah. And, you know, just laid it all out. You know, the beef he had with WWE and a lot of it to me, I was like, that's very valid. Yeah. The health stuff. the And again, this is all alleged. I'm pretty sure that. And it's all from his angle. It's all from him. It's just Cabana let him go, let him talk, because he wanted an outlet. Um, and I think it's still, you can probably find it. Oh, I don't I'm know sure if it's out there Colt still has yeah. it up, but because there's some litigation or was litigation about it, so I don't know if it got pulled. But you can find it, or you can find a summary of it. Um, and it was like, yeah, man, if it was that bad, absolutely, you should have left. Yeah, so he had a bad time. The summary would be he had a very bad time in WWE near the end. Mm-hmm. And was out of wrestling for several years. For like eight, yeah, seven or eight years. In the meantime, did UFC a few times, got his ass beat, mm-hmm. which, you know, look, he had no, he never fought. You go right into fighting in the UFC. Even if they give you trash cans, it's like, well, you're a trash can too. Right. <laughs> so. Props to him for trying. He tried. It's that's scary. Mm-hmm. He got paid a lot of money to get his ass kicked, though. Hey. So yeah, still though, you still got to go in there and get your ass kicked. So. Hey, I'll I'll take a nice ass kicking for like a million dollars or something. Yeah, sure. But um, especially one where they stop 
You know, because like you would just like take one punch. Oh God, I'm dead. Well, right. right Get right, paid. Right, right. But so yeah, he eventually ends up going to AEW, which we have discussed. Yeah, on this podcast, had a, had a nice time for a little bit, little while, but then he started to have problems around one Colt Cabana, because you know there was a lot of talk that. You know, CM Punk gets hired and all of a sudden Colt Cabana gets kind of pushed off onto ROH. Because at some point in the time he was uh, not wrestling, there was litigation going on and a bit of a falling out as a result. Beef between them. Of that litigation. And what's funny is one of, it's just so funny and it's like, this is one of the things where you very much reveal yourself as a hypocrite where... You know, remember what apparently got him really pissed off was when Punk and WWE were having the whole lawsuit through that doctor, Chris Amon, Mm because it wasn't really WWE. It was the doctor suing Punk for defamation. But you kind of it had the feel of Uh, WWE pushing it. The Peter Thiel funding. Yeah. Well, that was more over. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, Similar. Although in the end, that did end up in like a good thing happening, which was Gawker getting like ba- banished from the internet. I mean, that like, wasn't a good thing. That was a horrible precedent. But so sure, 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 sure. But it's like, no, I understand the precedent bad, but that website was trash. Be it trash, that still, that was not bad. Bad yeah. news bears. But I don't anyway. know how that really happened. It was but the yeah. money. They anyway. didn't have any money left. Um... So it was it was that, you know, Punk seemed to get upset and I don't know if he's talked about it, but he seemed to get mad that Colt went backstage to a WWE show at some point when they were in town. Oh, this is all alleged. We have no idea what actually happened. Right. Yes. For any lawyers who may be listening to this, this is all alleged. Well, you always got to throw that out there, Alex. We don't know. We don't know what really happened. And we never will. So. And. It's just funny to me because that's one of those things where, you know, what did Punk do when he was suspended by AEW the first time and uh, WWE was in town at some point? He went backstage to a WWE show and was hanging out with his friends and joking around with Triple H. And isn't that strange? Mm -hmm. It's just interesting how the thing that you don't like when other people do it is suddenly okay when you do it. Mm-hmm. It's just just very interesting. Yeah. Um, That's a word so, for it. So he got pissed. And this is what led to him getting suspended the first time. Was he believed the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were leaking, and Hangman to a degree, were leaking information to the wrestling press. I'm doing finger quotes. Um, the way you said that, we could hear the finger yeah. quotes, though. Uh, about like him you know did he get Colt Cabana pushed over to this lesser brand type thing blah 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 and because Colt very well liked he is well liked and and that's the thing you know that's one of the things with AEW I think one of the problems AEW has run into is because they hired everyone and their mother literally in some cases um you know, it, when when AEW started out, it was jokingly called All Friends Wrestling. Right. Because 
It was all the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and it was all their buddies from the indie circuit, and everybody was friends, and everybody was pulling in one direction, and we're all in this together, right? And we're going to take on the big bad WWE. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they started hiring a ton of people and more people came in and suddenly people that had spots don't really have spots anymore and people are getting pushed down the card. And I think a lot of like, you know, the normal stuff that happens, right? When you get into these situations, you get animosity, you get get professional jealousy, whatever Mm -hmm. goes on. And I think that's part of the reason that by the time, you know, whether or not like Punk's such an asshole, could he have gone in and said, hey, I don't want to be seeing Cole Cabana at work? He absolutely could have. And he probably fucking did. I mean, he did say like, you know, I don't want to be seeing Christopher Daniels at work and I don't right. want to be seeing whoever else at work. Right. So is it beyond the realm of possibility? He said, I don't want to be seeing Cole Cabana. No, absolutely not. Um, now, whether or not he did or didn't, I have no idea. We don't know. Um. But, you know, about that time CM Punk came in anyway, it's like Colt already, Colt was never really featured on AEW all that much. No, so no, no, no. He could have just been naturally being pushed down just because he's just another hand on the roster. He's just a guy. The t- it's the timing and the yeah. everything around it that kind of gives you pause. Yeah, the timing looks bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, wait, who fuck, what do you care what people say? Who cares? Well, and that's the other thing is the guy is so sensitive. Oh, God, he's so sensitive. And for a person who in theory has millions and millions of dollars in the bank. You just can't be this sensitive. But I mean, you know, it's like, look at Elon Musk. He's like the most sensitive guy around and he's got $50 billion to throw out the well, window. And it's Twitter. like, you know, you, why, why we just get off social media. What are you looking at this shit for? Well, that's the other thing. You know, if someone tells you over and over and over and over again, that you've done something wrong or you're an asshole or whatever, it doesn't, really matter if it's true or not it gets to you because you keep hearing it and if you're on twitter and you're reading all this disgusting garbage all the time it affects you it's a thousand percent does that's why i stopped i like i'm not on it anymore i'm on a couple discords i'm in my little corner of my very highly curated corner of tumblr and it's just like i don't i don't want to deal with the social media nonsense yeah because so, you know, it is toxic and it does affect you. It came it, it came down to this whole thing where Punk had this much match with Hangman, right? And he wins the the AEW title, and then at that press conference loses his mind for half an hour afterwards, right? And says a bunch of nonsense and makes his boss boss look like a complete clown while eating a muffin. Ate everything under the sun, <laughs> licked his fuck, was deep throating his fingers. I hated that shit. It was horrible. But and then there was and, a, and then he had the big brawl. Some sort of brawl happened with him and the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Ace Steel and Ace Steel's wife and Ace Steel's wife's dog and all these people are in the room. The one of the, the AEW lead lawyers in the room, Saint Kenny. I was yeah. just trying to save Saint the dog. Kenny was just trying to protect the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the most believable part of right? the story. Um, but, you know, so the, a bunch of people get, uh, you know, fined, suspended, whatever happened. And then Punk comes back because he also had, in that match, he had torn something. I can't Did remember he tear he something torn. or did he fuck up his foot? He hurt something. I can't remember what happened. But he was out for six seven months at least with an injury slash suspension i don't know what the timing was on everything mm-hmm. 
And then he comes back and, you know, he's like, the day he came back, he's already talking shit again on like Hangman or the Bucks or somebody on TV. It's like, here we go again. And, you know, what was it? A couple months later, he punched Jungle Boy or something and jumped over a table at Tony Khan, allegedly, or something. We definitely talked about that on here. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about the whole thing multiple times. But, you know, it's like, so he gets fired. Rightfully so. Yeah, and he should have been fired the first time. But... The second time was like, okay, at least we didn't have to wait for the third strike. Well, I mean, the first time if you're firing him, then you kind of have to look at firing the Young Bucks as well. Well. That's why they didn't do anything. Maybe. Maybe. Because you're going to sit there and people are going to call you a hypocrite for getting rid of Punk and not getting rid of the Bucks and Kenny. Maybe. I feel like, see, this is one of these things. We're not going to know this until like 30 or 40 years from now or something. But I'd love to get... That lawyer from AEW who was in the room, who Mm -hmm. was in theory as close to an impartial witness as you're going to get, I would love to hear her say what happened because no one talks about it. And it's like, who did what? Did someone like run through a door all pissed off? No, right. What what was the... Did someone... Who threw the punch first? Right. Did Ace Steel bite Kenny Omega? Did... You know, Kenny Omega dive to protect a dog from the carnage. Like, someone knows who's actually impartial. Sure. sure. And, you know. In theory. In theory. And, uh, or maybe you could, it'd be great to just interview everyone and get everyone's fucking opinion. And let's see who's, what lines up, whatever, you know, whatever. Like, this is like the fucking, this is the new Montreal screw job. We're going to be hearing be about, this about this for, for the 50 rest years. of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only good thing about the Montreal Screwjob is there were cameras back there, so there was only so much they could really bullshit about, right? Like, they have the fucking, like, they have the audio of the argument in the locker room before Brett, like, <laughs> knocked out Vince, so. Oh, oh, to have been a fly on the wall. Well, and, you know, I don't know. I'm inclined to, I mean, fuck Vince McMahon. I'm inclined to believe whatever Brett has to say. Yeah, well, and and you, and this is what's funny, is you were always inclined to believe CM Punk, but now you see, you're starting to see a fuller picture of all the things that have happened over the years. And I think what it basically comes down to with Punk, and, and just, I guess, to finish the summary here. Well, I was going to say, Punk said, goes back to WWE. He's back in, the, I think it was Survivor Series, was in Chicago. Yeah. And he and, was there. I don't and, know if he wrestled, but he was there. He, I think he's wrestled like a house show match or something, but he hasn't done anything else yet. They're building up a program between him and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, if anyone at this stage of the game can get a high-quality match out of CM Punk, it's a Seth Rollins. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But, um... Now we're just going to rip on CM Punk for a while. <laughs> basically, so, yeah, that is basically so what's going to happen. Here's the I, thing. For me, for me, it's just, I don't understand how you go back there. After all the shit you've talked and everything you said, do you remember? Because it wasn't all on Vince. He talked, it, it was a lot of it he said was Triple H mm-hmm. too. And it's just like, I get, they're probably like, it's, probably a good amount of money and it's like okay we're fucking AEW by doing this a little bit kind of maybe not really kind of but it's like you're gonna go back there 
you said that they like served you your like your your uh walking papers on your wedding day that they <laughs> yeah. like allegedly you know didn't give you the 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 health care that you needed and you were like severely ill and that could have fucked you up for a really long time like this is the place you want to go back to i did you know it's like we're not in the business of really believing anything vince mcmahon no absolutely not but i do remember vince years ago saying he that those when the papers were sent to him was not on purpose and he did apologize for that. I don't buy that it so, was on, it wasn't on purpose though. That's the kind of indictive nonsense that those people like get off on. Yeah, it's like whether or not you believe it, it's like it does it is amazing. Like the for all the negative things you can say about Vince McMahon is he'll do business with anybody. Right. Well, if he thinks he can make some money, yeah. And even if a guy walked out or whatever it's like, it is amazing that Vince apologized for that. Like, whether or not he did it on purpose, mm-hmm. it is kind of incredible that Vince apologized for I'll that. I'll give you that. And this would have been years ago, right? This was pre-AEW or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's just kind of, it's like, he's, a, he's Vince is a very, he's a character, you know. That's a word for it. <laughs> he's certainly a character. That's a word he's for it. He's out here covering up murders. Yep. And he's... The apologizing he's for a big weird character. Shit. He's a character. He's getting. He's looking like M. Bison. That hair, Midnight Man. Like, dude, you old. You just got to deal with this shit, dude. Triple like, A. Like, one of the family got to take him aside and be like, Dad, you got to stop. Well, and here's the thing. It's like men don't have the pressure put on them as uh, by society that women do. Men do get to just age. So you can just age. No one cares if this you is, look old. This is the thing, though. I was talking about this with some uh, a couple of people who, who I know dye their hair and they're older. And they were like, you can't do it like black if you're older. You yeah. have to do it like a more like, it can't be like inkjet printer black because yeah. it looks fake. Yeah. It has to be like a more subtle kind of faded black. Not gray. Because obviously that's what you're trying or to hide. Or maybe you leave some gray hairs in there to give it like a, a natural feeling. Yeah, because it just looks so fake. Yeah, you can't go jet black. No, bad. Bad news bears. Yeah, so. I think you can only do that. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I say this as someone who is, is graying and I'm just going with it, so... Yeah, whatever. I don't care. fuck. I'm looking forward to the Meryl Streep gray. And if I don't get Meryl Streep gray, I will dye it so it's Meryl Streep gray. <laughs> that is my plan for the future. But, like, if Vince walks into a random business meeting and he looks old, does anyone care? No. No one gives no a one shit. No one gives a shit. No one cares. No one cares and, and, at all. And let me tell you something, Vince. The 25-year-old hooker you're fucking, she doesn't care either. She, no, she doesn't. She doesn't give a shit because no. you're paying her. Exactly. You could walk in with, like, shit in your hair and she'd be like, oh, you look great, baby. <laughs> I've never been so turned on. Where's the check? Thank you. <laughs> Money's right there on the dresser. Great. Outstanding. Let's go. Um, But yeah, Vince is a character. And then the other, you know, as a side note, we forgot to talk about this, but I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast anyway. You know, the whole thing where Endeavor bought WWE and then endure and merge WWE and UFC into one company under this TKO banner. We very briefly touched on it. 
I don't know that we well, discussed I think it in we any talked kind about of depth. That, but what I don't think we talked about was it very much looked like the reason Vince sold to Ari Emanuel was he believed and he was led to believe that he's going to be in like a position of power still, mm-hmm. right? Even though he's selling his company and he's giving up control of it because he was only going, WWE was going to constitute 49% of this new company. So UFC, AKA Endeavor, has control sure. of this company. And I think that's why, because remember, this was at the time where Vince got pushed out by the board of directors over the whole, um, what was going on? It was like he had been in a relationship with some woman at work and it was, yeah. he was paying her money to go away. We talked about that on the podcast. I can't remember. remember I can't remember the details, but but it was bad. Wasn't great. It was another Vince McMahon. uh, Great time. Wasn't great. But, and it looked like the whole reason he almost wanted to sell the company was to kind of get back into power and have decision making and be in the spotlight again. Right. It seems like that was going on. And then, and I think that's what Ari Emanuel told him was going to happen. Blue right. Smoke and they, up the and they put him in this, uh, you know, he's like the head of the board of directors or something of this TKO group or whatever. And I think he is still in that position, but he sold like some massive percentage of his shares of the company, like hundreds of millions of dollars of worth. And it, it basically seems like they put him in like a figurehead position and he has no say in anything. Like, it seems like they... Like Chairman Emeritus or something. Right, like they like basically that. bullshitted him, yeah. right, to get to buy it from him. And, uh, and I have no commentary on that either way. I guess that's business. I don't have any sympathy for Vince McMahon. Not at all, no. Um, and honestly, I don't think just the product that he had been putting out right. when I was still watching... I had no interest in it was dog shit. So it was like, yeah. And, and I've heard, you know, it seems like what the actual structure is now is like the, the head of WWE is the Nick Khan mm-hmm. who helped them sell the company. Oh, he did it. He got there, huh? Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> he took over. He was the, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Succession. Or he had a goal and he got there. Good and, for him. And triple H is the head of, you know, creative. And I think he runs the kind of day to day, like the, well, the, the, and- Honestly, the show, the show there again, it's been a while since I've watched, but like I've heard he it's like a lot better. Did great things with NXT. It was yeah. riveting TV. You wanted to watch it oh, every week. And WWE has been hot for like a long time now. Like they had that whole storyline with the bloodline and, you know, like Sami Zayn and whoever else is kind of involved in it. And that, that bloodline storyline that like it was good stuff really took the business to another level i think and uh, they've been doing super hot since then like i keep hearing like this house show was their best selling house show ever and this one it's like they're doing record numbers all over the place they're making shit loads of money so and i think that's part of the reason they brought punk back in was just to kind of like hey let's try to push it up to another level even goose the right? numbers a little bit because we could say you know we could say whatever we want about punk and i think he's a fucking piece of shit asshole honestly but he is super popular. Sure. And people sure. love watching him. Yeah, yeah. And it is funny, though. I had... This I whole won- thing really... It really changed my opinion of the guy. It really, yeah. like, soured my, me on him. I, I'll never say he's not a great wrestler. He's great on the mic. But I, I'm just... This left a really nasty taste in my mouth. 
Well, I just, I, I feel like at the end of the day, the deal is with CM Punk to me is he always thinks he's right about everything. He always wants to be listened to about everything. And he thinks he should be the top guy in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And if anyone else happens to actually be the top guy, that pisses him off. And and it's like, it's nothing wrong with being competitive, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with being competitive, but this whole idea of like, oh, I'm either the top guy or I'm taking my ball and going home. I think even that, though, it was... Because when he was champion, it didn't matter who the champion was. You weren't John Cena. Yeah. And that was annoying. The top guy should be the champion. So if it's just Cena, just keep the belts on Cena. And if you look at WWE traditionally, who was like the top guy for a really long time? When it, like You had Cena. And then for, I would say for a pretty good amount of time, like the real top guy was Brock. Because Brock... Sure. Brock would come in and just well, Brock maybe he wasn't waste, always right. the champion, but he would decimate everyone. He would destroy everyone. And eventually they had Roman beat Brock about 10 trillion times. And now Roman's the top guy mm-hmm. and he has been for a long time. And I think it felt like for the longest time, it didn't feel like, like Roman was being forced into it. Right. Yes. And, but when they, ever since they made him heal, and the whole bloodline thing and everything. It's like, okay, now he really is the top yeah, guy. I haven't seen any of that. He was still, it was very much, we're forcing Roman down your throat. And he's the, it's the Royal Rumble in Philly with the rock. Like, ooh, yeah, this, this, yeah. Is, this is the guy. And they were trying to do Cena 2.0. And yeah, like, that was, yeah, they, they gave up on that. This isn't working. No, yeah, Roman's been heel for like seemingly years now. Yeah, that's, I mean, I haven't watched since I think we maybe checked in on a WrestleMania. I feel like it had to be like right the year before the pandemic. So maybe 2019. Yeah. And, and, and this isn't like a Roman's heel, but he's like dominating every match or something. They're not doing that. Like, you know, it's nonstop cheating interference all that type of stuff like he does scummy heel bullshit like when he kicks out he takes the arm that's between the other guy's legs and he kicks it up Mm -hmm. for the low blow i mean i'm into that that's That's hilarious that's good (laughs) you know it's like non-stop interference from the bloodline and he's been you know they even they eventually and they'd use the bloodline too to like kind of make like jimmy uso a top single star because they had Roman just beat down Jimmy and beat him down and beat him down and like mentally, physically, the whole deal until Jimmy Jimmy finally snapped, and like they ended up making Jimmy this big baby face off that, you know. Hmm. And so they've oh, you mean like telling a coherent story? Yeah. So they've done a lot of stuff with the the Roman stuff, but he is undoubtedly the top guy for a long time now. Well, and I don't have like it used to like back in you know, I was watching actively like a long time ago, it felt like there were like tiers, right? You had your your main eventers and you're maybe like three or four, five, whatever. Then you had kind of your mid-card dudes and then you just had your dudes in the bottom who like were trotted out just to lose. And WWE, when it was like the Cena years, it really did feel like Cena, everybody else. Yeah. And that got boring to watch after a while. 
Yeah, just from what I've seen, I mean, I don't watch it, but I see clips or, you know, whatever here and there. Um, just from what I've seen, I would say you've got like Roman at the very top. Right, right under him would be like Seth or, you know, maybe like Becky. Um, Cody's on that level. You know, right around there, there's a fair amount of guys, like credible people who could be champion. Sure. But every time they get into a match with Roman, cheating like crazy and they get fucked, you know. Um, and eventually someone's going to have to beat him, of course, and, and that could be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I just feel like with Punk, so much of it just comes down to him feeling like, and he came into AEW and it almost felt like the attitude was, I'm the big star, I'm the real star here, and none of you are stars. And it's like, man, I just don't believe that because this whole company got launched on the back of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman, Chris Jericho, and then right afterwards, John Moxley. Well, and to say and, that any of those, maybe like Hangman, they've really made him in AEW, I feel. Yeah. But to say Kenny Omega is not a star, you're 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 a fucking idiot yeah to say the young bucks aren't start chris jericho isn't a star like come on guys i think jericho has been bathing in the blood of the innocent children or something because that guy i saw such a mind for it you know no i saw him the other day erica he looked like he was like 40 oh he made the paul rudd deal yeah something's going on okay he's de-aging he's he's benjamin buttoning it gotcha benjamin buttoning it for sure i do feel like every like six months or so he kind of lets himself go a little bit and then, then he gets he, like, younger. Then he catches an angle of himself on TV and he's like, oh, I don't like that. And he hits the gym like straight up like a beast for like the next couple months and he looks amazing again. Because dude's not young. Dude is no. not young. No, he's got to be like 55 or something. Every I mean, time we watch, we, we have this I know, we look, up his, yeah. age. We look up his age every time. He's like, he's either just in his 50s or yeah, he's in his 50s, I feel. But yeah, he looks incredible for his age. And you know, it's like guys like... I feel like John Moxley has been, you know, in a lot of ways carrying AEW for the whole time he's been there because, you know, some of these guys have gotten injured here and there, whether it's Omega or whoever. Um, Moxley you got people, was gone for a bit with the, uh, uh, the he went to the, rehab for yeah. a little while and good for him for doing so. Yeah, but other than that, he's been like, he's been like, he's been your guy. backbone. He's yeah. been, he's been every time Tony Khan had a problem. Whether a guy got hurt or whatever, it's like John Moxley slots right in. Johnny, our Mox, I need you to come back be, from vacation. He can be the champion, and he's instantly credible. And in I'll send promos. Renee a dozen roses. It'll be okay. I think. I think the best thing about like a John Moxley or you know Eddie Kingston is they're so real and believable, and it doesn't sound like bullshit pro wrestling acting. When they're talking, it especially Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Kingston. I mean, Eddie Kingston. He is. You could tell everything he says, he convinces himself that he believes it. He, for my money, and I've thought this for since I started watching him in Chikara a thousand years ago. Dude is one of the best talkers in the business. Yeah. Easily. Like, I mean, it's. You could sit there and listen to him talk about anything. Yes. I would listen to him read the phone book. Like, absolutely. <laughs> um, and he's a joy to watch wrestle. Yeah. I think they had him actually be he beat Danielson, I think, recently. Oh yeah. Like the other day. Yeah. 
Daniel's um, got the eye patch going. Yeah, Love yeah that the shit. eye patch is That's pretty great. great. Pretty great. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I. It's just one of those things with punk where where everywhere you go, go, you piss people off and everyone ends up being unhappy with you and everyone thinks you're an asshole. At some point, you know, you've got to look in the mirror. And, you know, it's funny because now and, and again, I think when punk was still dealing when punk was there in WWE and he was champion. You know, Triple H was right at the end of his actual in-ring career. Mm -hmm. And so I think some stuff definitely happened. Like, remember when Triple H beat him when Punk was champion at that, like, SummerSlam or something? If he beat him for the title. I think, like, that was when, like... Wasn't that the culmination of, like, Summer of Punk or whatever? Yeah, and it was like it was like when Punk should have been red hot, and instead like, brought, like Kevin Nash Triple in. H beat him. Kevin Nash interfered. Yeah, and the whole deal. It was just deal. the dumbest thing in the history of the universe. Yeah. And I think Triple H straight up did that because Punk was just pissing him off backstage. He was just being an asshole, and he was like, "You know what, man? I don't even give a shit. Fuck you. I'm beating you." It's possible. And I think that's pretty much what went down. I mean, bad for business because it was like way to put a damper on a way to make a fuck ton of money. But yeah. OK. Um, and, and I think, you know, now that Triple H isn't wrestling and probably has no plans to ever wrestle again because of his heart. Um, now he can just be Papa H who's backstage making friends with everybody. There you go. Just booking the show, just wants to make a great show. And Papa Papa Sean's down in NXT and he just wants to make NXT the best show it could possibly be. And you've got these guys with two just massive egos, but they don't, they're not in ring anymore. So they don't have to worry about like, oh, how's it going to look if so-and-so is positioned above me? Or well, whatever. you can kind of have that pride in the people that you're teaching, yeah. right? Like, hey, I, I showed them that and they're taking yeah. it and they're they're running with it. And so I think it's a little bit different now right? Sure. because it's like, and you know, I think it's one of those things if, if, if punk comes into WWE and he starts acting like a fucking prick and an asshole, well, they're just going to have him lose all over the place and they're just going to bury him mm-hmm. and then they're going to send him home, you know, cause it's like, we don't need you. Well, that's the thing. I don't think. And he knows if he punches his co-workers backstage in WWE, WWE, he's going to be fired. Because he has nowhere else to go. Right. I, I don't think either company needs him. No. At this point. You know? I don't think so. It just, it's a shame. It, 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 it sucks. But it's like... To me, I, from I, the outside looking in, it just looks like a guy who... Wants to be the top guy everywhere he is. Believes he should be the top guy. And whether that's right or wrong is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And if he isn't, he gets very salty really quick. And he starts, like, hating where he's at. I don't even know that it's a top guy thing. I think he feels he is deserving of... I think it's more of a respect thing. Which comes with being a a top guy. or But... You know, those guys who are respected, they're not dickheads about it, you know? Yeah, well... I mean, oh, who knows? Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm I yeah, I have, I have, I have no, no idea. idea, but... 
you you'd like to think someone who's you know people who've been around forever that you never really hear like bad stories about like a john moxley or something i think if you go up to john moxley and you ask him for an opinion on your wrestling match or whatever i'm sure he'd give it to you um and maybe give you some sort of constructive criticism i don't know because i think that guy just you know eats sleeps breathes wrestling it strikes me as like a danielson if you go up to danielson and you're like hey what did you think of that match he's gonna tell you exactly what he thought of it yeah here's what you could do to improve this is what i really liked and honestly if you are a young kid working there and you have access to that you should use yeah absolutely but but on the other hand if you're i can understand if you're a hangman page and what you're doing is working for you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a CM Punk comes up unsolicited and starts telling you, hey, I think you should do this or I think you should do that. And you're kind of like, hey, you know, I appreciate that, but I kind of got a thing that's working for me. You know, it's working the way I'm doing it. So I'm going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And then a lunatic gets mad at you. It's like, well, you know, everyone doesn't have to. You can give your opinion, but it doesn't mean everyone has to take it. Right. And whether they should or shouldn't, you know, I don't know. Right. But like you said, what Hangman's doing is clearly working. And I just think, you know, this is the thing, man. It looks bad to me. And I don't know how much money they're paying him. And I don't know if he needs the money or not. Maybe maybe CM Punk is fucking broke. I have no idea. Maybe he needs the money. I don't think so. I don't so. think so. But I'm just trying to think of why you go back to a place that you talk so much shit about. That you said was just, so toxic. Is it just purely to spite AEW? Is that all it comes down to? Or is it just you need like that attention? Like what what is it? Because... I just remember him doing that one interview where he was talking about them going to Saudi Arabia and he was like, you know, why don't you, what did he say? Like something like go suck uh, Vince McMahon's blood covered dick or whatever. Like something along those lines. Like, yeah, you don't think your ass is going to have to go do the blood money show? And that's the thing. You can say all that. Right. But then when you go back to WWE to take the blood money, because whether or not you go and work Saudi Arabia is irrelevant. A massive, massive portion of the money they're bringing in every year is those propaganda shows. So you're, whether directly or not, being paid I will by say them. now, now that you know that they're doing it, if you were under contract... Oh, yeah, now And they suddenly sure. were yeah. like, oh, now we're going to go do these things. And I don't think Danielson went. And I don't think Sammy can go. Cause I he's think like, Sammy Zayn went last time. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't think he was allowed for some reason. Um, But... You know, if he if he goes and does that, that's like just unbelievable hypocrisy, mm-hmm. like just un, unfathomable levels. And he probably will, especially if he's champion or something. I bet you he'll be right there to get that sweet, sweet blood money paycheck. And it's like, look, if the fucking crown pin prince called me up and said hey you want to come do the podcast i'll pay you you fly out we'll have you in a sweet hotel he's one of the people who listens yeah he's one yeah. of the dozens the the fucking <laughs> yeah he fucking calls me up and he says hey you and erica fly down here five million dollars you do the podcast and you know where we'll be on the fucking place. Oh, yeah, I'm taking radio. that. Yeah, give me the burka. I'm good. <laughs> like, I have no... It's I'll like, cover up. I don't care. I have no... It's whatever if that's what you want to do. But 
but don't what, talk the talk talk if you're not gonna shit then if you're not gonna walk the walk yeah so i don't know it's disappointing just, it's, it's just, really yeah. disappointing and even there was there's a guy i know i'm friends with who was a huge cm punk fan huge and i was really interested to see what his reaction was going to be when punk went back to wwe because you you know he loved him in wwe loved him in AEW. But he thought, you know, even when the the fight went down and everything, he was like, this guy looks like an idiot, you know. And I was just interested to see what he thought when Punk went back to WWE. And I talked to him and I was just kind of like, I wasn't giving my opinion, you know, because like you don't want to say anything and influence what someone's going to say. You just want to see you. what they're going to say. And I just wanted to see what his thoughts are. And even he was like, I just think he's like, he looks like such a hypocrite. It looks terrible. And it's like, yeah, man, I just, I don't. That's what it all boils down to. You just, you look like an asshole. Yeah, I just don't. Like if they were that bad and they like fucked up your wedding day and they fucked up your health and you were that unhappy that they chased you away from a sport that you love for years. And then, and then made your wife feel uncomfortable at work to the point that she left. Right. Like. And and this is where we don't know really what broke his... up one of your like longest term friendships. That too, yeah. And these are the people we're going to go back and work with again. And funny, funny enough, you know, the division in that friendship was that you he did something that didn't allegedly that you you then did for sure, right? So, so it's like, <laughs> I just don't know how you square that. How do you square that mentally? I don't. Know. Being mad at somebody for doing something and then five years later doing you the do the same exact thing. same thing. How know. do you square that? I don't know. And honestly, do you think, Do you, I don't know if we talked about this part before, we probably did, but do you think when he got suspended the first time and he went backstage WWE and all that, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and Triple H is no dummy, I'm sure at the time he told him, hey, we can't. Anything contract related, we, we cannot anything. talk about that. But if you didn't happen to be other contract anymore. There's no way something like that wasn't, there weren't, there were overtures made. Sure. Um, but I still wonder if that second time when he came back from that suspension, suspension slash injury, I'm really having a problem speaking tonight. It happens to the best of us. From that suspension slash injury, I'm wondering if he was trying to get fired on purpose. Maybe. I just don't, it's just so, just a strange guy. Just a strange guy. It's just disappointing. And it's funny because even when the first time when he was in WWE, WWE, (laughs) we always said, you know, this is not a guy I would approach on the street. Absolutely not. You just just, let him. You could tell he's just an asshole. There was a time where, because we live near the city he lives in. And we used to live in the city, and a friend of mine saw him on the street and was texting us. He's like, oh, he's right there. I'm like, absolutely not. That is not a man you... This is like a decade ago. Do not approach this man. Leave him alone. Yeah, it's like if you saw Kenny Omega on the street, or the Young Bucks on the street, or even a hangman, and you just walked up and you were like, hey, Hey, man, man, love your work. Love your work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't even even want a picture. I I think they would be like, hey, cool, thank you. Yeah. You know? You walk up to CM Punk and do that. It's like a 50 you might 50 get shot. shot. You're getting jacked in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't need that. I don't need that. He's just an asshole. So I don't know. It's like, whatever, man. Best of luck to you. But it's just when you talk so much shit and then you do all the things you talked shit about, you look like a piece of shit. It's just frustrating because, you know, he did use his platform 
He came out a couple times with, you know, like the pro trans shirts and the pro yeah. like abortion shirts, especially in like Texas. And it was like, that's awesome. You're using your platform for good. I really appreciate that. So, But then you like do shit like this and it's just like, come on, man. And not that he's the only one. There's that video of it was at a show. There was a guy in the front row that said, you know, it was a pro trans kid sign. And Kenny went up to it and he was like pointing at it. And like, yeah. Saying he agreed with it. Because, of course, he's done a massive shitbag. And it's just like... like it, it's I like seeing that. These guys use their platform, you know, for good. And it's just... It's really disappointing when you go back to, to, to that. That was allegedly so bad. It just chased you away for how long? You want to go back to that? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Just from a mental health perspective. Well, and then you, I, I just don't know. It's like, don't you go into work every day almost like stressing out? Like waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Yeah. Like when's it all going to start happening again? <laughs> but whatever. Because it's all, it was kind of like when Cody went back. And Cody's been kind of positioned as a top guy the whole way through. And, and maybe that's because, you know, I think it's pretty clear Triple H had a really great relationship with Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Like they were tight. And, you know, now that Triple H is, like, in total control, and I doubt Nick Khan gives two flying fucks what happens on TV. No, he's just sitting as back long in as the, the big chair counting the money. In. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. And so I think Triple H is like, hey, Cody's great. I like Cody. Is he everything I ever want a pro wrestler to be? Maybe not. You know, he's not 6'6 and, you know, steroided out to the gills. But... He's a pretty well, big enough guy, yada, yada, no, great talker. I think talker. Triple H, though, he also, he wasn't in that like that same vein as Vince, where you have to Not be as bad. enormous. Not as bad. But, I mean, down in NXT, and I know part of it was they were just grabbing people off the indies because they were like, fuck you, but, you know, there were still smaller a lot Smaller guys got pushed. Smaller dudes that, you know, did well. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with Punk on this WWE run. Because it's only just, been I think, a month-ish. Yeah, it's, it's only been a little bit, yeah. but I just... It's disappointing. That's that's yeah. that's the last thing I'll say about it. It's very disappointing. I think at the end of the day, he knows he's not going to get away with all the bullshit he was getting away with in AEW. But we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Uh, I on another note, I played note? Uh, all of Atomic Heart, and this is kind of like I talked to you about this before, but it's sort of like a Bioshock game in a sense. Um, it's it's kind of got the same idea, right? Where you get like these powers you can use, like Bioshock had the plasmids. This has like powers you use through a glove, um, and it's sort of like similar stuff. You have like electricity you have telekinesis you can like grab enemies pick them up and slam them down or so hold that them in the air classic stuff yeah you have a lot of the similar stuff you can kind of hold like a shield up and protect yourself mm-hmm. uh, and so it has that stuff it has like the the settings much different it's supposed to be like basically the soviet union has thrived post world war ii and when for, is it like what's the time i forget that it's, it's like the 50s or 60s i think okay i mean they were like that was the whole cold war they were doing all right yeah so they're 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 thriving 
and they've one of their scientists discovered this or created this technology i can't remember which one called like the polymer and basically it was used to leap them way forward in all sorts of technology so ai development pushed really far uh, robotic development pushed and so the storyline of this game is basically um you're there's robots all over the place like robots in the soviet union they're doing all the various tasks everything Mm -hmm. gardening and anything you could possibly think of teaching whatever and someone in there's there's this rollout happening where um right now the way it was in this game the robots could only be issued like voice commands let's say or commands from like a central system mm-hmm. and the idea was oh well we're going to roll out this program called collective uh and with a k and uh, well, of course, of course. And um, this will then allow humans to like telepathically control the robots rather than need to talk to them. What could go wrong? And so what ends up actually happening is, well, one, just before this launch of Collective was supposed to happen, uh, all the robots are sabotaged by one of the scientists or programmers or whatever, and they all go into combat mode. Um, and start killing all these Russian citizens. And you're, you're supposed to be like the top operative of this scientist who's heading up this collective effort. I think his name was like, oh my God, I can't even remember it. Sergey? <laughs> it probably was Sergey. <laughs> it was like Seshnikov or something. I can't remember. Chechnikov, something. Yeah, I don't know. There's a cough um, in there, though. For sure. It's a Russian game, so. <laughs> so you go out and you're supposed to find the, you're supposed to track down the person who did this and in their brain is like the codes to turn it around or something or turn off the robots. And what you discover along the way is a lot of stuff like, um, and you, I know you're never going to play this and no one who ever listens to this is going to play it. So I'll just go into it. But, um, you go, you turn, you learn a bunch of stuff, which is like, uh, the whole thing behind collective is it wasn't a program to allow humans to control the robots. It was to basically unify all human consciousness and then basically, control people and use their use all that collective brain power to in theory advance humanity further Um, communism (laughs) and it actually turned out because one of the thing was is you're even the player character you're playing as doesn't know he's like that all these robots even had a combat mode like they were just supposed to be like you know whatever they lift things up or they you know right. plow the right. fields we whatever didn't realize that they were suddenly going to be like oh, but, no, I'm but fuck you up. actually they were all designed from the beginning to be combat robots and the whole scheme was the russians would just give away these robots to everyone and then one day just turn them into combat mode and right. kill all and kill of you kill every kill all their enemies um and, and basically what you discover is like um, 
what this top guy who developed the polymer and all this other stuff is part of his scheme was, you know, he would put all of humanity into this state called, um, it was like, I forget what it was called, limbo or something, but like a stasis basically like no like their their brains their consciousness would be like in a happy place like a matrix doing, type situation yeah having a good time doing whatever but then their bodies could be used to do whatever they want oh, and one of the first test subjects was actually you so at points throughout the game you're put into this other state and you're chilling having a nice time but actually in real life your body is like killing off like uh members of the russian political parties who are against this whole collective idea or whatever um so it, it's so kind sort of bioshocky in yeah, that way and, and they're the story was okay and they left it they definitely left it open where there's probably going to be more games and it went on game pass when it first came out so i'm sure they made plenty of money um who was it uh who made it i don't know I, it wasn't like a big studio. It was more like a double A type game, okay. you know, um, rather than triple A. Sure. Like you could tell in the sense of a lot of areas you go to are very samey looking. Oh, so reusing of the assets. And right. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, you could tell they don't have that crazy ass budget. Sure. You know? Like sure. when, like when GTA six comes out, you're probably going to see like, it's yeah. Cause that every that, building you go into is probably going to look fucking different. Yeah. You know, cause that did, billions of dollars have been funded into this game yeah um did you see the trailer for that by the way i did yes it looked it looked great oh it looks gorgeous and boy they they spent a lot of time i mean i think there might be some former nikkei developers on that team by the way did you see some of the shots in that trailer they were working on those ass physics i I just appreciate it it's like oh i think we got to go back down to miami again We got to make sure we we really got the vibe, you know. They did that they did get the vibe. Oh, definitely. the Florida man vibe is in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um I haven't played a Grand Theft Auto since probably Vice City. I mean, they're all good. No, they're good. They're fun. Yeah. Um well, maybe I'll maybe we'll duck the head in. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, and it was, like I said, it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. At the end, it was kind of like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. I think it was a little long for what it was. Like, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how many hours it was, maybe 30, 40, but it could have been like 20. Well, I will even say, like, the ending of um, that last, like, hunk of Bioshock when you're becoming, like, the big daddy in that. Do you remember that? Wasn't that Bioshock 2? No. Bioshock 2, you were a big daddy. Okay. Already. That was, like, a thing. Uh, in Bioshock 1 at the end to like get the girls and like somehow you need to get like the more of the Adam so you can fuck up uh, Fontaine you have to like go through like the proving grounds and like it would turn very video gamey yeah and it was just very like okay I got it and we did the big reveal already and I'm kind of like you know yeah yeah, and so, yeah, it was basically, like, it was stuff like um, you learned throughout the game that, you know, you were, you and your, did you ever see any of the promo for Atomic Heart? Did you ever see any of the trailers or anything? Well, a big part of the trailers was there were these two, like, robot ballerinas who were basically, like, combat units. Like, they were, like, very ballerina-looking, but they were, like, the top scientist personal guard, the pair of them. Mm-hmm. And what it turned out was at the end of the game, you kind of find out that 
you and your wife were like the two top operatives of this scientist who's pretty much like the head of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And you were heavily injured on some mission and uh, your wife ends up in theory dying and he, you become like the first person to kind of, he experiments with to kind of create this whole limbo state and figure out how to integrate um, the polymer into a human mind. And it was like, it was kind of a, like the idea was it was like you were going to die otherwise mm-hmm. type of thing. So I had to try to do something to save your mind. Sure. And um, he couldn't do the same thing to your wife. Your wife was too heavily injured. So he more took her skills and put them into these robots type thing. Oh, interesting. To create his like guard pretty much. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it was fine. You enjoyed yourself. Like it was like a seven or an eight. It was fine. It wasn't. You weren't mad that you spent time no, with it. No, but like Bioshock to me is like a 10. Oh yeah. And Bioshock just did a much better job. It's like, of course it's unfair to compare it to like one of the best games ever, but Bioshock did a much better job of setting that atmosphere. Oh yeah. And when you first like, yeah, you find that the, the lighthouse and you're going down in that bathosphere and that oh, music yeah. starts. And there was even. There was a point in this game where you have to go underwater at one point, and it was straight up like, it was like, oh, here's our homage to Bioshock. Which, like, they even start playing the music for a few seconds. Get that violin Like, it was going. a cute, yeah, it was a cute little, like, here's like. Because I do like, feel, if you're making that kind of a game, you're that's very clearly one of your inspirations. Yeah. And you gotta at least give the nod. So, we recently, or I got a record player for uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I, I got it with uh, the only special edition of a game I have ever purchased was Bioshock 2 because I liked the first one so much. And it came with uh, the soundtrack on vinyl for the first Bioshock. So we've uh, finally, I've never had a record player before. I was like, oh shit, I have a way of listening to this now. So we've been like hanging out and listening to that. And that music is great from that first game. Oh yeah. You know, you would think I'm being so ridiculous, but I should send you to the link to some of the Nikkei music. The soundtrack is legitimately oh, I'm sure it's great. incredible. Is it it's, on Spotify? I don't it's know. It might be. be on Spotify. It's on YouTube for sure. But it's N-I-K-K-E or yeah. N-I-K-E? Yeah, search for that so you know there are ads, some more ads yeah, for Yeah, there a we few go. Months. There we go. Um, but the, 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 it's like in every event... Every like two weeks, they come out with new music for the game, and it's always good. And it's like, how are they pumping this out like this? Like, it's just like someone just comes up with some new song all the time. Well, uh, maybe. I'm not sure here. This might just be a playlist. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have Spotify. I get annoyed when they don't have like, um, uh, uh, like video game soundtracks on here. Because it's like, what the fuck, guys? Because that's just great stuff to just have on when you're kind of like either doing something or you're writing or. Well, and actually this makes me, this reminds me. What, how do you feel about the reason? I, I guess I'll get to around to the question, but the reason I bring this up is on this 
really big video game forum this week and um what forum on reddit or no it's not reddit it's an actual forum no okay and uh the forum leans very left overall Mm -hmm. and so in the past they've done things like they've banned the harry potter games from being discussed because jk rowling Rowling is a a massive piece of shit correct yes and uh you know, like, for example, because uh, do you remember there was that there was like some advertisement for cyberpunk that could definitely be seen as like kind of sexualizing transgender people type of thing. I vaguely remember there being some rumblings about that. Yeah, I don't remember all the details, but they made it. They didn't ban the game outright, but they made it where like you could only discuss cyberpunk in like one thread mm-hmm. rather than being able to make other threads about it. And um, so anyways, I saw a thread this week on there where people were talking about like it was basically like the the premise of the thread was what do you think about the ridiculous success of this game, Nikkei, because it is just making ass loads of money. And obviously the thing that everyone knows about it from just seeing the ads is it is these ridiculously over-sexualized well, female character that's, designs. That's definitely getting asses in the seats. Yeah. But you wouldn't and, be hanging out. You would just be like going and looking for pornography of them if the game wasn't good. And And that's the thing that, you know, some people were saying was, look... For most people, what got them to initially try the game is like, oh, look at this ridiculous game. Big titty anime with girls. giant boobs and asses bouncing right. all over the place. Outstanding. More material for the spank bank. Glorious. <laughs> but I don't even think it's that. I think it's just like this. Maybe for some people. I don't know. For I can only say for me, when I tried it out, it was like... I saw this game when it was first releasing, but I'm not really like that into this type of game anyway. And then I just thought like, oh, this is like some stupid game. And then I realized like six months later, it's like, oh, the game's still going. Like, why is this still going? Right. So then I checked it out and it was actually like, oh, because when the game first starts off, the story is very much like, hey, commander, don't look at my ass. You know, like it's like very much like tongue in cheek. Yeah. And then a few chapters in the story actually gets very serious and takes off. Um, but I don't need to get into a whole synopsis of the whole story. That'll take the rest of my life. But, um, anyways, it was just people talking about stuff like, yeah, it's like, look at the, when you first get into the game, yeah, it is. Hey, look at these ridiculous designs, but then you realize, Oh, the gameplay is actually pretty fun. And, it's fun to collect the characters and the music's incredible and the story's really good. And I don't know. What do you think about a game or anything really where, because, but a lot of people were also saying, you know, it's like, look, just off the heavy sexualization of women, I'm not into it just off that. And I don't think that there should be any games that are like this, where women are heavily sexualized to this degree. And, you know, people were also kind of saying, like, look, if, it, it, you know, some of you are basically acting like, because there was a lot of people kind of saying what you said, where it's like, oh, just like people being horny. But. Well, and I'm not, let's not act like that's, that, that's definitely the appeal. So the appeal for some yes. people. Um, but like I said, well, finish your thought, finish your thought. Yeah, well, I, I guess what I was just kind of getting to is like, you know, if it was just people being horny, 
all the fucking random hentai games out there or something would be massive successes. And the truth, the truth is they all burn out and fail for the most part. Like nothing with this sort of character design has ever made this type of money before. But it has a, a good game behind it. Well, it's like right. I just said a few minutes ago, it's... You're, you're getting asses in the seats because of the design, but then it's like, oh, wait, this is actually a good game, and then you get that word of mouth. Yeah. So. I guess, I guess I'm just wondering from your perspective, you're very liberal overall. You're one of those crazy leftists. I am indeed, yes. Um, do you feel like, I don't know, is there a place for this heavily sexualized female design, or should that not be a thing? I mean, part of me is like... I don't think anything should not be a thing because I don't think like because I think there are a lot of people who feel this shouldn't be allowed well and I think that's a that's a slippery slope that you jump on because then it's then you start being like well why is there any kind of any sort of sex and anything we shouldn't that just shouldn't be talked about and that's not a path I'm willing to walk down so I mean am I into playing so I mean one I've been playing games for like 35 years at this point because Mm -hmm. I'm an old and this is just kind of like an old an old I'm an old it's this is the way it's kind of uh, women are sexualized in video games guys women are sexualized in everything unfortunately sure not to this level though. no no this is the world that we live in and like if that's what sells capitalism is king the money is king that's that's all that matters yeah I hesitate to say there isn't a, a place for it. I appreciate that there's maybe a little tongue-in-cheekness in there, that they know they clearly know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, like I said earlier, if it wasn't a good game, there wouldn't be any staying power. And there's been times... Like, there's this one point in the middle of the main story where... Um, it's supposed to be like... There's basically this one Nikkei who you need to get her away from humans the humans government because she's like a she was made into a a bad Nikkei if you will Mm -hmm. but then came back around to be like regular again and want to protect humanity or whatever but the the main government in this game is called like the central government and uh they don't see it the same way they Mm -hmm. want her like eliminated so you have to basically like send her off to go live with like they're called the pilgrims, but these Nikkeis who are basically off the grid, who are mm-hmm. like ultra powerful, but they don't work for humanity's main government. Um, they do their own thing. And it's like this moment where she like is just devastated and she like drops to her knees and she's like, please don't leave me. Like I'll do anything. Like don't send me off. And it's, it is like this really like sad moment. Surprisingly heartfelt moment right. in the big titty anime girl but, game. But, but at the same time, it's like, here's her giant boobs in my face. So at the same time, like, it takes, it can take you out of it sure. a little bit too, you know, where it's like, hey, we are doing these serious things, but then... But here's her like... Her comically oversized Triple boobs. F cups right. right in my face, right. you know? Right, Yeah. So it's like, it, 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 it takes and it gives. It's like takes and it gives, if you will. No, you know definitely. what I mean? I mean, I'll say what uh, is a is a refrain on this podcast is you speak with your dollars and yeah. it isn't something that you want to give any money to. It's well within your right not to give any money to it. Yeah. And then Nikkei is one of the top two or three mobile games every single month. So they're so doing something right. People like it. And right or wrong, 
you know i mean i'm not into like the hypersexualization of women that kind of sucks but there are two husbandos as well but they're not playable of course not <laughs> only women are playable that's the game. No, so I think that there's there's nothing wrong with having a discussion around it and you're you're well within your right to be a little disgusted. You know? Yeah. And the other the And other... not for me. It's it's not the kind of thing that I would be interested in playing cuz I'm that's okay, cool. Big titties in my face, great. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Did it get was it getting hostile? Was it getting hot? Oh, people were they they ended up closing the thread because people couldn't have a Well, was, you're online one. Yeah, they couldn't have a fair argument because you get people in there. It's like this forum is pretty stringent on the moderation. Which and, is good. That's a good thing. And you're not supposed to do things like argue in bad faith or say things that are clearly like you're just trying to be an asshole don't be a dick and there were people there were people like you know saying things like you know you know talking about basically just like oh well you know if horny people are going to be horny and people it's like drive-by posting you know and people were like come on like if you said this in any other thread you'd be banned for a week right right but it's you're getting away with it because it's a korean game and there is there is a thing i've noticed online is Asian games in general are like held to a different standard than Western games. It's weird. Like you I mean know, in that regard? Well, I don't know how to describe it. Partially in the sexualization regard, but just also in the way they're talked about. I don't I don't know how exactly to describe it though. Meaning that people are more stringent and critical of it being hypersexualized than they are of stuff from over here? It seemed no, more just like people being more critical of Asian games in general. Okay. Than they are of Western games, maybe. I don't I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to give it more thought and maybe bring it back up another time. Okay. Um You know, something else I wanted to bring up and get your thoughts on is and, and obviously you can um you have a child I do. so you can <laughs> i do you have, have personal experience with this but you know i saw something this week where there was like a kid and i'm not sure if it was staged or not but there was like an eight nine ten year old boy or something and he gets a ps5 for christmas and he's all pissed off because he opens the ps5 instead of being happy he's all pissed and he's like well i wanted a pc and it's like this real like spoiled kid and his parents are like what the hell and obviously they posted this online and everything but and i don't like i said i don't know if it was staged or not or whatever but i'm gonna say this right from jump don't be posting your kids shit like that online yeah that's obnoxious like there because one there's a whole discuss. I mean, what we have no idea if that was staged or not. Right. Two, you know what? If I asked for a, a a PlayStation and I got an Xbox, I'd be a little disappointed too. <laughs> All right, because you're this kid wasn't disappointed though. He was like, he was being a little asshole. Okay, but you're eight. They're assholes. <laughs> And why, like, okay, I'm videoing this. As soon as he was like, you saw the disappointment in his face? We put the phone down. Why are we videoing this? And then 
We videoed the whole thing, and then we're going to put it online to be like, wow, look at what an asshole my kid is. <laughs> look what a poor job I've done raising my child. You're a shithead. My biggest thing, and because Izzy is little, Izzy cannot consent to having her... This is my big thing with her not having her picture online. She can't say, I don't want that, Mom. I don't want you to post my... I don't want my picture on these things. Yeah. So I'm right or wrong making the decision for her. I don't want my kid on any of this shit. Well, and that's what I was kind of getting to is how do you... I I pretty much knew what you were going to say, but how do you generally feel about people posting their kids online or... For that kind of... I, I... it, one, it's something that every parent has to choose. I don't judge people who choose to, because a lot of people that, like, say I follow on Instagram or whatever friends are folks from out of town, and you wouldn't see their kids otherwise if they didn't post. Yeah. You know, and if you're comfortable with it, that's great. I'm not, personally. Um, I think it's a little gross when parents do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. because it is very much like exploitive it's very exploitive and it's you yeah it's not as bad as like the parents who run like the family youtube channels and are like exploiting their children for views and you know advertising money but something like that is like yeah he's an eight-year-old and he wanted something and you got him something else right or wrong yeah maybe he should just be grateful oh thanks for the nice gifts mom and dad but if that's not what he wanted one, I can understand being a little disappointed and maybe being a little shitty. And also, like, you're recording me. So <laughs> get the fucking phone out of my face. Yeah, I guess what I'm wondering is I don't even know. And this is one of these things we're not going to probably even see the results of for maybe 10, 15 years or so. Is you have so much stuff where people are recording their kids and posting online. Recording or, everybody, Alex. Every like. Or, uh, Everybody's recording everybody without their consent. Or, you know, exploiting their kids for views on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. I just wonder what this is going to do to like a generation of children and how it's going to affect their their own identity and how they just view the world as a whole. Like we're we're in some weird places, man. Well, and that's why like I I have I th- we've talked about this before. I think people should put a higher value on their privacy, and they don't. Yeah. And that's worrying to me. Because, yeah, there's stuff that, I mean, we put this out there, and, like, you know, I throw a lot of my personal views and stuff. We try to keep some stuff kind of, you know, we're not, like, saying our address on, on the air or anything, but, you know, I, I in certain circles, you know, on, like, Discord, I'll talk about, like, personal, not, like, super personal stuff, but folks know I'm married, they know I have a kid, uh, you know, the general area where I live, but I'm not, like, like, today, when I, I was telling you I was at Barnes & Noble and I was in line for, like, several thousand hours because they were, like, selling, everything in the store was, like, 50% off. There was a girl, a couple uh, uh, people behind me in line, the entire time. The entire time I was in line was on a FaceTime conversation with someone and having this like this conversation. I just wouldn't be comfortable doing that. Exactly. And then someone in front of me kind of made eye contact with her after like the first hour and was like, yeah, good conversation. (laughs) And she was like, she said, oh, I guess people can hear me. And it's like, yeah, you're in public on FaceTime having a full loud conversation. 
everyone in this line can hear you. See, I feel like it's one thing if you need to make a call because either something's urgent or you need to ask a question and you just need an answer. You need something to get looked up quickly or whatever. Text. But you could even call for that. It depends on the setting, of course. But if you need to have, if you're going to have like a half hour, hour not doing fucking that conversation, I just would be uncomfortable doing that. And then why are you subjecting everyone around you to like your happenings in your life? But that happens so much now, Alex. You'll be anywhere and nobody like holds their phone up anymore. Everyone has the other person on speaker. That's weird too. And is just talking and you can hear the entire conversation and it's like, I don't need to hear this. Well, it's like you're on a speaker, so they sound like shit, and they might be hard to understand. Like, I just don't, it's not a good way to have a conversation. It's like, why do you have to do this? Why, why are you doing people, this now? A lot of people, you're actually kind of like this too. You hate phone calls, right? I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> Genuinely, I do. A lot of people do not like talking on the phone I anymore. I hate talking on the phone. Text me, and let's set up a time to, like, hang out. I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> One because I don't like I'm get, I'm I'm getting old. My body is brittle. So if I held my if I have my arm up like this for too long, my elbow starts to hurt, <laughs> and it's not a fun time. I this I my face gets sweaty. I don't I don't like doing it. <laughs> I'm very much like I uh, uh, when my grandmother was still alive. You would call her and be like, Hey, Grandma, how you doing? Fine. Okay, she'd go. How are Good you talk. doing? Fine. Okay, I'll talk to you again next week. Maybe we'll stop by and we'll see you. All right. 45 seconds and you're done. And it's great. But no, to get back to the kid thing, I just think it's... It's you're putting your... You're you're exploiting your kid so you could be like, ha ha, look at the asshole. But it's like, okay, one, you're raising the asshole. So that's your fault. So you're the asshole. Right, so you're the asshole. In this... uh, on, uh, On step one, step two... You're exploiting your child for views online, so you're a mega-level asshole. And exposing them to, you don't know, he could be out someday, and then somebody could have seen that video and be like, oh, hey, look, it's that fucking kid in the video. Like, don't put your kids online like that. That's really, really shitty. Yeah, I agree. I just don't. I'm... I'm so interested to see what the repercussions on society are going to be even like a decade from now. Well, you've seen even some like some kids have posted uh, uh, anonymously saying I'm like a 16 year old. My parents are one of these big YouTube channels. It fucking sucks. Like as soon as I'm 18, I'm fucking out of here because it's also like aren't they entitled to some of that money that you're earning from your ad revenue? Yeah. And like. They're the ones doing all the work. Yeah. So shouldn't they get some of that cash? Well, and I just think it would be so weird. And I guess it's like anything you get used to it. But if you were like the freaking, let's just say for the sake of argument, it was real. But let's say you're like the Kardashians mm-hmm. and you've got a camera crew that's in your house all fucking day and night and they're following you around and everything. Just be weird. It's like, man, I just want to make my fucking grilled cheese sandwich. Privacy. I want some privacy. Yeah. I don't need... Well, and the other thing is, like, for better or for worse, I don't take a ton of pictures, and I I would like to take more. That's something I would like to do more, but I like being present in the moment yeah. with my family. I don't want to have the phone up the whole time and be, like, 
curating moments so that I could share it online to be like, ooh, look at what a happy fan. Like, I want to. I want to. I don't fucking I wanna care see about it with that. my eyeballs, not through a phone. Right. Screen. I want to see it so that I can remember it. I don't want to post it for like clout somewhere because I don't care about that shit. You know, in the vast majority of the time, unless it's like a shared interest, most of the time, if you like send people pictures of shit, they're like, oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> or it's like, okay, cool. And then you move on with your day. It's not worth like any sort of effort. No. Like today when I told the, my friends, I was like, oh, I just like, had a book haul and they're like, oh, what, what, what did you get? And it's like, oh yeah, well, here's the shit I got. Okay, cool. This, this, and this is good. Let me know what you think of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, don't post your kids like that. Because ultimately they're going to grow up hating you. And I mean, if you're cool with that, then go to town. But I think it's shitty. I think it's really, really shitty. And people should value their privacy more. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> See, this is the one thing was like, we, we got to find some things we don't agree on so we can argue. Yeah, I know, right? Because usually we, we <laughs> we're usually we, pretty locked. We step. had the ghost of Bob here to just like make up arguments. Right. You know, you would just take like the corporate view. Well, or you know, one of you guys will mention like uh, something other like political, and that'll set me off. But <laughs> I mean, we're gonna have a lot of that in the coming year. So. Oh God! Yeah do you do you think there's even a chance all this bullshit stands where they're like taking Trump off ballots? Because you see, like now it happened in Maine as well. Well, I'm of the mind that, yeah, he was part of an insurrection to overthrow the government. Yeah, that should disqualify him from being in the next election. Well, I think I, it all depends you, on... You know I agree with that, but it's also he's never been convicted of that. So how is that going to hold up in a court? What I would say, though, is we said the same thing about all of those folks in the in the Civil War. None of them were convicted of anything, but we were like... You were actively you insurrectionists against the United States of America. You don't get to hold office. Yeah. So there isn't a precedent that you have to be convicted. This is an unprecedented situation. For sure. And you, you clearly were a part of this. Well. The other thing that I saw that I thought was pretty funny was, I guess, somebody put in a challenge being like, well, he said he won twice. You don't get to go a third time. <laughs> so fuck off. That's funny. Well, that's true. Which is it, Donald? Did you win or did you lose? In a court, he lost. But in the public, where he gets to spew bullshit. He, he also won. lost. <laughs> in his mind, he won. Yeah, we'll see how it all works out. I mean, what this is what I think, though, is like, you know all this shit's going to end up going to the Supreme Court. And the chances of a heavily conservative Supreme Court allowing this stuff to stand but with them, with seems him, so unlikely. I think he's this, he's this, he was their useful idiot. They got what they wanted. They got the court. I don't know that it's, oh, do we save this guy? What is he really, like, we got our use out of him. You know, even if Biden gets another term, we still, we still hold that. Yeah. You know, we still have a lot of the, the, the state governments on lock, you know, so I don't know that are you going to really throw everything in? Because even those like assholes, there's some things that it's like, well, this is the whole fucking basis of the goddamn country. If we don't have this, we really don't have anything. So, I mean, I'll be interested to see what happens. But yeah. I, and are we are we throwing it all away for this fucking dumpster fire? 
this turd in the dumpster fire. Is that what we're going to really like blow it all up for? You see that apparently he's all pissed off because it got it was like trending a lot recently that he stinks or something. I was talking about smells. this with a friend of mine. Apparently the Lincoln Project, you know, those like sure. never Trump Republicans who like built a bunch of the left out of their money and then like gave it to right leaning candidates anyway because the left are idiots who never fucking learn. They apparently put out an ad saying that he smells. <laughs> They're trying to like push that as a narrative because a there's no way it's not true. The dude just looks like he stinks. <laughs> Big fat guy getting all worked up all the time. You have that bad makeup on. You're all sweaty. Wearing the heavy suit. He smells. He stinks. Him and DeSantis are both wearing the lift the lift shoes. How do you do that? It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I honestly, this is my thing. It's just that's like lying about your weight, man. That's basically Oh, I'm 215. Like, <laughs> sure you are. That's basically like wearing heels. Wouldn't that be so uncomfortable? Yes. As someone who does not wear heels anymore, I'm a, I'm flats all the way, babe, or like a little <laughs> slight wedge because it is not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think that's so. That's why your back's all fucked up. I just don't get that vanity. Like, who fucking cares? And you don't weigh 215 pounds. I know what I weigh. You weigh more than I weigh, sir. Something else. Just been... dislike that. That, 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 that. There's facts. There's just indisputable facts. Reality is a thing. You don't just get, get, get like, make it whatever well, rea- you want to re- make it. Reality is whatever you make of it for oh a lot of people. Oh, my God. Though. It's infuriating. See? There you, you go. Get her going. You got me going a little bit. But yeah, don't wait. We'll have we'll have plenty of fun in the next year. Oh God, could you imagine the podcast if Trump's the president or something? I'm gonna tell you right now, because it got dark that first <laughs> time he got elected. It got dark in the old household. No, I remember. Bob had to come in and he was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. Leave me to my my sad shower and my bourbon and my joint. Thank you very much, husband, who I love." get out of my face but i remember so sure alex we were well, all I, I so remember, sure i remember calling you that night because i was bowling that night did we talk i don't yeah, remember talking yeah, to you yeah we did we i was bowling i talked to a lot night. of people that night and it was so bad we weren't really watching anything related to it because we were just bowling and then after bowling we sat down and we're eating and we're watching the news broadcast and we're like Wait, what? It kind of looks like Trump's going to win. And then I Joey called came you. Over and and we then I was watching. like, Erica, I think Trump's going to win. <laughs> we're watching and Florida went for him. And Joey was like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go. Gonna I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Right now. It just seems like the better thing to do. Which was because it took a, a nosedive after that. But I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I I know there's uh, uh, some people who are catastrophizing about it already. And it is just kind of like, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. I I do just worry. I always worry when you do stuff like you take them off the ballots or whatever, that you're just going to rile up his base of crazy fucks even more. And then they're just going to want to vote even worse. But okay, go ahead. And you could do like a writing campaign, but he's still not going to win. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun watching the country get torn apart again. 
You know, the other thing that I was thinking about, because, um, you know, the ghost of Bob sent me an article and it was basically about this like fake influencer where it's just like someone out there, some dude, I guess, creates pictures of this fake woman who then has a bunch of followers on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. I don't know. And uh, brands like pay her money to, you know, advertise their shit. Do they know she's fake? Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, if he's being upfront about it and you're just bilking idiots out of their money, I don't have a problem with that. I just wonder. I wonder because we're we're quickly going down this this AI art future and it's going or just the AI I'm using AI as a short term for machine learning, mm-hmm. of course. But we're going down this uh, this AI future where more and more jobs are going to be replaced. I saw something about a uh, in, in that jobs replaced thing about an executive being like, oh, like storyboarding. Oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of that. It'll just all be AI. We could just do that. And then that's jobs that we can just get rid of. And that's money we can just. Yeah. And it's like, well, those are like. Those are people then who don't have jobs. So how, what we, you know? Well, and it's just, you, you could think about this through so many different lenses and, you know, am I, it's kind of like, am I worried? Kind of like what you said. Am I worried if fucking Kim Kardashian gets replaced by fake made up AI art, social influencer, no. no, not really. I it don't sets, give a shit. It sets a dangerous precedent. But I do think it's a sign that we're moving in a direction we're not going to enjoy. And, you know, I, I it's like almost, I always wonder, like, we're kind of talking about, like, oh, the, the like sci-fi dystopian future or something. That we already very much live in. <laughs> but, I, you know, stuff like, like, we've, you've seen this interesting turn, especially since COVID. So maybe like the past three, four, five years or something where, you know, OnlyFans took off really big. And, you know, you had a lot of women who found a way to kind of subvert the porn studios and say, hey, I don't need you. You don't. It was a way to sell. You don't get your cut. Yeah. I'm just going to sell right to the consumer and I'm going to make cutting out the middleman ass loads of money in some situations. It's just like any other business where there's like any other online thing like that. You know, there's a 1% making all the money. Well, you're cutting out the, yeah, the big studio and you're, you're kind of, or YouTubers who do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. The red letter media guys come to mind where it's like, they've been doing this for 15 years now, I think. And they're just making their like, their reviews and they've got their shows and they're just been trucking along and doing their thing and they're they're doing fine well and it, yeah and it's like that's another example you could definitely get into i guess i'm using the porn one because it's a little easier but you know like what's you know in 10 years let's say i can't even imagine how good the ai art's going to be right like is that not going to just like possibly completely replace real people predominantly women selling whatever porn i mean in theory it could and uh, you know you talk about something like a red letter 
you talk about a red letter media or whatever or anything anyone who does reactions or um well i'm kind of okay know, with gives, like the the dumb reaction <laughs> shit going away i don't people, i'm talking about like people actual, giving like, their review, actual content right. people giving their opinions right i'm just talking about in general but that's sort of youtube content and what's keeping a machine learning algorithm machine learning algorithm from just pumping out that same content possibly derived from a bunch of other people's content you know what's funny you talk did you hear about this james summerton thing no i don't think so so because this is basically what he was doing so he's this white uh, uh queer creator and he had a uh channel where he would talk about um uh, a queer theory and like movies and like you know he'd give uh, uh, I don't know that he ever really did reviews it was more like that long form video essay type of thing mm-hmm. like a Lindsay Ellis okay only Lindsay Ellis you know cites her sources and is creating like you know original content right uh, this other guy whose channel he's called H Bomberman I think he went through this Summerton's videos and found a truly absurd amount of plagiarism. He just wholesale like stealing from these like obscure uh, books on queer film theory and other creators who were still like out there and making their own shit, just taking their stuff just like and line just for line. reading it like he's the one who made it and not citing his sources. And he, he, it was like, this video was four hours long. And the first two hours are of uh, other instances. Like, do you remember a while back there was that guy who got the job with IGN and it turned out he was plagiarizing the reviews? Oh, yeah. Like the Switch reviews or something? Yeah. Or, he started yeah. with him and then he kind of uh, went into a couple other YouTubers who are just, you know, taking content that belongs to somebody else and this regurgitating out without properly citing the sources. And then he got to the Summerton guy and the last two hours of the video are literally just him being like, no, he plagiarized this. And, then, and he's showing the, the, the words on the screen as he's speaking in his videos. And it's just exact. It's the exact fucking thing. And then anytime, there were times where people, these smaller channels would be like, hey... You, you just, like, wholesale ripped me off. And then he'd be like, you're coming at me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a queer creator. How dare you? How dare you come like after me? Like, as a me? shield? As a Which shield, is scummy yeah. Shit. Oh, so scummy. And, like, like you're, you're a queer person, and you're just stamping on the backs of these other queer creators. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he was making, like, a fuck ton of money off of Patreon. He had, uh, uh um trying to get like a film studio like off the ground that he took a bunch of money for but never put out anything from and that all tanked in this in like the last month because of this other guy's video he like vanished off the internet but then he came back with like a, a, a not apology apology mm. and he's like oh i'm bringing my patreon back so that you can go on and you can you can say you don't you don't want to support me anymore and it was like dude you could just get rid of all of your patreon supporters <laughs> Like, you're turning it back on because you're hoping that there's people that aren't going to realize you did that so you could get a couple more bucks out of them because right. you're a fucking shithead. But then he took that off and he deleted the Patreon again because well, people were like, what the fuck is the matter with you? And the thing is, man, if you're going to do all that and all, steal all that stuff, 
you better take whatever money you're making and you better save it and invest it because that's a short-term game. Because people are, especially if you get too popular, people are going to figure that out eventually. Well, and some of like the uh, authors he stole from are folks who died of like AIDS and shit. And he's just like, oh, nobody knows what this book is. I'm just going to steal it and make it act like it's my own. Like, wow, dude, that's low. It almost takes more work to go steal like that than to just like come up with your own thoughts. Well, but the thing is, it's hard to come up with your own thoughts and write that eloquently and like get it down in a way that people are going to find interesting. Yeah. It's hard. It's a skill. It's a learned skill. And somebody flying in and being like, essentially, and where I'm coming at with this is machine learning could a thousand percent do this. Yeah. You could just get somebody's voice and you could just cobble together a script, you know, Oh, we've pulled a little bit from here, a little bit from here. And we don't have to cite our sources. Nobody fucking cares about that. It's YouTube. It's the Wild West out here. And you just churn out these videos. Because that was the thing he said, the the H-Bomber guy. He was like, how are you putting out, like, one to two of these videos, like, a week? With this, with like, this amount of, of content detail. and this level of detail. Turns out you're not. <laughs> you're stealing it all. Yeah. It was astonishing. It was genuinely astonishing how brazen it was. And then the way he like like dodged it for so long until and this guy he I guess he's uh, uh he may he mentions it a lot during the video because I think he was trying to avoid the whole like why are you coming after a, a queer creator because he's by himself. And he's white and he's a dude. And a lot of the folks who did come after this guy before were either women or trans or, you know, people who didn't have a big enough following. And this guy was like, I guess it's me. It, it, you're watching it, Alex, and you're just like, come on, man, really? For two hours. It's just amazing to... It just... The, the brazenness. It's amazing to get away with it for so long. balls. He must have got too popular. Like that's the thing you always you almost want to be like a in that situation you almost want to be a small creator that you just make like you make like a nice living but you don't get too big. You but that's the thing though, like Alex. Say it's always I want views. more. I want more money. Yeah. I need more money. I gotta have more. Yeah. And if you want to stay relevant on YouTube, unfortunately, you're a slave to the algorithm. You do have to be putting out a fair amount of content on a regular basis if you're gonna grow your channel, and. It has to be, you know, fairly, not high production, but a decent quality. Some sort of, yeah, some sort of decent production quality. It doesn't have to be incredible. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be going like nuts or anything, but uh, yeah. It was just, so that kind of thing is already happening. So if somebody were to, and I'm sure people are using machine learning for it. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of how much of that is already is already going on because they're really i mean you have the dmca takedown shit but youtube doesn't like there's no way those people are gonna get their money back that gave uh, uh him no. patreon money or the folks that he just wholesale stole from no they're not gonna see any well money uh, yeah that. and if he had already taken the money like out of whatever account patreon had it in you know he's not oh yeah that's not gone. coming after him over that that's too much work yeah and who knows how much it even was either. It was a decent know. amount of money. I know that. But yeah. dude was he was he was comfortable. He did the thing in the apology video where he was like, Oh, he was just in the hospital, like implying oh. like maybe there was an attempt at something. Oh. And it's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. 
There was one a really long time ago where I remember it was like, I've seen this one a couple times at least. I'm sure it's happened a million times, but uh, where you're like, oh, I just got this, you know, you go away for a little bit and then you come back and you go, oh, I just got this new dog and I'm reevaluating my life. And then you have the dog in the video with you the whole time, the sympathy dog. It's like, I like a dog. No, this guy apparently did that this too at one point where he was like, oh, we saw a big drop off in money in Patreon. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep going. I'm so we had so much fun stuff planned for the channel. And apparently he saw this big influx of donations through Patreon. He was like, oh, I like this guy. I don't want to see his content go. Sure. Let me throw an extra five bucks at him a month. See that kind of person bilking people out of their money. Fuck that person. That I take great issue with. Because you're just an asshole. Yeah. Well, you're misrepresenting yourself. Yeah. And standing up on the backs of, of dead creators, you know, to like lift yourself up and presenting it as if you're the smart one who came up with this shit. When you're just an asshole. An idiot on top of it. So I didn't mean to derail No, no that, you, that was basically the topic I was on. That's, um, uh, it's already happening. And, and, a and, ton and, on you. Like, there's so much plagiarizing on YouTube. It's insane. Yeah. Well, and plagiarism has always been a thing, right? It's just getting amplified by the internet, of course. The best thing, though, about that, the dude from IGN. I mean, people plagiarize their fucking grade school papers. I mean. I know, right? The guy from IGN, because I guess it was, who's the dude? He used to write for um, Kotaku. He oh, does like the. Trier. Yeah. He, uh, I guess, wrote about that. And then the guy at IGN was like, oh, yeah, I challenge you to find any more instances of that. And Schreier was like, <laughs> this is okay. This is the wrong guy to say I challenge <laughs> He's you like, to find X. I have made this my personal life's mission yeah. to destroy no, you if, now. If, if Jason Schreier says X happened, X happened. Well, no, and then he found, like, a ton more instances of it. And I was yeah. like, here you are, asshole. <laughs> I've done this for fun in my free time. Right. I didn't even get paid for this shit. I did it for free. Yeah, I think Jason Schreier, I think he works for Bloomberg now. That sounds right. It just goes back to also this like, I'm not going to call it a disdain for the arts, but like, it's the same thing with, anybody with AI. anybody can do this. It's, it's, there's this, oh, anybody can draw, anybody can write, this is, e anybody can act, this is easy. No, these, this is hard, learned... I've been drawing since, like, I was, like, 10 years old. I've been drawing for, like, 30 years at this point. I'm still fine. I'm fine. Oh, it's hard. I'm passable. It's fine. I can barely draw a fucking stick figure. It is hard. Drawing is hard. Especially, like, a likeness. That is so hard to do. Because it, it, it... And writing. Writing something that people want to fucking read is hard these are hard things you don't just like well, anybody could do that no you can't motherfuck it's difficult it is a <laughs> learned skill and it's something that people don't hold in the esteem that they should i'll get off my soapbox now no yeah hey, you got I, me hot there we go there you go again that's twice that's twice i'm working um <laughs> no and i i just yeah it's like again are people gonna be sad if like you know, uh, women have a hard time selling their bodies or whatever on OnlyFans. No, I mean no it probably gonna, won't be. No but one's it's gonna like, give a shit. But I think if that's how they were earning like their keep and that's how they could like support themselves and their families, yeah, that sucks. 
Well, and what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is, you know, right now, like you've seen the AI art that's out there, and some of it is like ridiculously good and different or whatever, even though it's obviously all like stolen from a million sources. And it's also not art, but, right? Like, can I, I'm jumping a book up. I'm getting on the soapbox again. Art is like you have to put yourself into it. You shouldn't just plug a couple words into a search. Like, is that cool that you can create something like that? Sure, it's objectively a neat thing. But art implies, like, effort and, like, a soul and care and, like, thought. It's not just... Yeah. No, what what I feel like I'm kind of getting at is, like, right now, you know, when you see it out there at all, especially when you see people, people always kind of look the same in a lot of this AI stuff. And it all kind of has a certain look <laughs> white, or white and thin yeah. sheen to it. Um, sure. it's, 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 you're falling a little always, bit into the uncanny. Valley. It's almost always very recognizable, but it's one of these things where even, even in like six months, you've seen the AI art type stuff go from, I know you don't like that term, but I don't know what else to say, but, um, You've seen stuff where, like, the fingers always look weird to now the fingers look right. And, you know, it's like they're – it's only going to keep getting better and better and better. And that snowball's already rolling down the fucking mountain. Well, you need some kind of Obviously, one, like – ideally, you get some sort of regulation. You get some legislation behind it because you are just – again, you're just stealing from people. But we'll see. Yeah, and I just wonder – you know, again, is someone going to feel bad for, like, Amaranth if her $50 million a year OnlyFans business falls out from under? No, no one's going to care. Well, you'd hope but, she's smart enough to, like, be right, hoarding she her should money. Be, yeah, ridiculously wealthy. But, you know, I think it would suck if, you know, there's this platform, and obviously the platform takes their cut. But, you know, if, like, there's a way people have found to, you know, kind of eliminate the middleman in a sense... And um, because OnlyFans isn't like, like it's different in the sense that they're, they're taking their cut, but that's basically just to host your content, right? They're not, it's, it's a dem- democratization in a way, right? Because they're not promoting stuff. They're not, they're not saying, promoting anything. They're, they're not, not saying, you know, this is the star. This they're is They're not the telling person. you what you can do. It's, it's like it's, you, you put it up there, but you got to find a way to promote it. However right. you may do we're, it. Get, we're hosting. This is a place where your thing can be. Um, but that's all we're giving you. Yeah. And I just wonder, you know, what it's, it's just like anything else. What are we going to do when, you know, we can teach fucking AI how to drive all the goddamn 16 wheelers, 18 wheelers, whatever. What are you going to do when, you know, the AI art replaces all porn and there's no real people. That'll be like a thing people will be selling real person porn at a premium. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, probably to probably at a less than price. No, but, my thing um, with the, that's like with only of this stuff, automatic automation is great, but then you need to have, there needs to be other jobs that people can do then. Cause like if suddenly all the truck drivers don't have jobs. Yeah. Okay. What, are you, what, what, are, you what are they supposed to do? To do? And the other thing is that I always kind of come back to is like, like if people can't afford to buy your shit, that kind of fucks you too. Well, but nobody thinks about that. Well, it's it's one of those things where the people disrupting the various industries they're 
making money on their disruption. So they don't care about the disruption. They don't no. care what's happening. No, they're going to make us. It's like that uh, WeWork guy. I was reading a, a book about him. And then I stopped halfway through because I was like, oh, he doesn't get his come up and say, I don't want to fucking read any more of this. <laughs> but um, WeWork was basically just like shared workspaces. It basically just real estate. But they were like, oh, no, we're a tech company because that's where the real venture capital money is. Uh-huh. So they were operating on this like these crazy losses, but they kept like no, we're a tech company and there's this and there's that. And they kept getting these in these uh, influxes of this cash until finally it got to a point where it was like, what, why, why are we keep giving you all this fucking money? Well, because that's the thing. The tech companies, they all just lose money in perpetuity. For the most part. But then at some point, they do eventually turn a corner. The, the successful one. Not a lot of them, but... Right. You can't just be propped up by venture capital money. You do eventually have to make money. Well, unless you're Twitter. Unless you're Twitter. Right. Well, that's... We'll see. We'll see where that's at at the end of the year. At the end of 2024. Sorry. X. X. That's the only thing we're allowed to dead name is Twitter. Um, But then they went for a, a, an IPO. They were going to go public. And the whatever... Uh, the bank or whatever was like your valuation is insane no and they ended up having like pushed it back and then all this shit happened but the guy who started it ended up getting the golden parachute and he's rich as fuck he's doing just fine well obviously a completely different scenario because the company was wildly successful but uh bobby kodak or kodak however you say his name mm-hmm. just got he just got his golden parachute out of activision blizzard he's out of there because yep. microsoft's taken over and uh, you know, probably got hundreds of million dollars An absurd to go amount away, of money, right? But at least he's out. Well, he's out, but and now Microsoft gets to fuck it up. Well, we'll see. What games do they have coming out, Alex? What do, what do I have to look forward to? Uh, just in general. Who is anyone talking about Starfield anymore? No, Starfield just completely went away. Well, I think the thing is, one. I mean, I don't know how good or it was or wasn't. Um, I think people feel like it's okay. Yeah. Um, but two, it's like most single player games kind of come and come go. and go. You know, it's like when The Last of Us Two comes out or whatever. Like it kind of came and went. It's like well, it was, that's fair. You know, it was a great game. People onto the next thing. Yeah, I think the only stuff that gets kind of constant conversation are those, you know, the the games as a service titles that are constantly updated. I guess I ask because, like, and it's a different kind of game, maybe, but, like, and, again, I have my, my little circles of the internet very highly curated, so maybe the, I see all kinds of stuff for Baldur's Gate, and that's been well, out I for think, a minute. Yeah, I think Baldur's Gate is much more popular than Starfield was, for sure. Yeah. Um, and a better game, for sure. So that's a big part of it. But that'll fall off, too. Sure. It's just crazy that, like... I also think it's a much longer game than sure. most games are. You know, like, something like a last of us or whatever that's probably like a 20 hour game Baldur's gate you could probably play for the rest of your fucking life it just seemed weird that there was a bethesda game that came out and i like oh it's coming out this date and then i felt like i didn't hear anything about it well that's just the general that's that's uh microsoft having a general issue where no one's hyped for any of their stuff because it all comes out and it's just kind of okay i'm talking meh 
You know, whereas like a Nintendo game comes out, it's like, ooh, a Nintendo game. Or a Sony game comes out, it's like, ooh, and a Sony oh, game. Microsoft games come out, it goes, oh, it's a, no, okay. a Microsoft game. All right. It'll probably be fine. I did watch the Super Mario Brother movie. How was it? It was fine. What was that? What's that, Netflix or something? I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it again. Jack Black looked like he was. Jack Black is having a very good time and is putting. He, everybody's putting effort in. Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are trying to do like a Brooklyn accent, and I'm like, let's just not. Let's just not. We don't have to do that. That's okay. I spent the first like 15 minutes of the movie like squinting at the screen, being like, what are you doing with your voices? Please stop doing that. Uh, the animation is stunning. And I yeah, really, the animation looked incredible. I really like the way they kind of integrated in uh, uh, some of the like platforming aspects of like the Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donkey Kong is also there. Was delightful. Um, if anything, because it's 90 minutes. It is short as hell. It was like kind of jarring how short it was because everything is a thousand hours now. I could have taken a little bit longer to get more like a little bit more characterization out of it. But it was fun. There are worse ways to spend 90 minutes. You know, I forget the name. Uh, I keep forgetting. I've been told to watch it, but I keep forgetting. Um, the The newest movie from the Your Name director is on Crunchyroll. Oh, another sob fest? I've heard it's not a sob fest. Another tear your heart out and rip it no, little no. pieces heard, in I've front heard of I've heard you? It's, I've heard it's great, but it's not like that type of movie where, yeah, they do certain reveals and then you're like it just starts raining on you I was for fucking dehydrated after i watched that movie man that was brutal it was so good but like oh my god i did watch the new uh miyazaki movie i think i mentioned that earlier the yeah, boy and the heron that? okay yeah. that was good he doesn't make bad movies though they're just no. they're all good he's like hasn't, a thousand years old and he's like yeah i got another weird movie i want to make so hasn't he been saying he's gonna stop making movies for like the last like three movies and then yes. he keeps making more yes and the son is supposed to like come in and he's like nah nah i'm not done yet sit down <laughs> move not yet kid move like 80 smoking like packs a day it's great no it was fun it was a good movie some people are just genetic anomalies right no, what it's going to happen is it's going to be that when he does go, he will have had lung cancer for like several years, but just like whatever. And it'll be like, oh, he died after a battle with a short illness. And it was like cancer that had advanced to such a point that just never like found it. What was what was always the story with that dummy Steve Jobs that he like had one of the most treatable types of cancer that he, if he would have just had it treated, he would have probably still been alive today. Was that what it was? Yeah, but instead he, like, was out of his fucking mind and thought he was going to do, like, some holistic treatment or something where he just eats, like, fruit or something just like that. Just go to the and, fucking doctor. And it would uh, magically beat the cancer. Yeah. Oh, that was, like, Jim Henson. He, like, had pneumonia or something, and he just wouldn't, like, stop working. And then he, like... Got so sick that he fucking died. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, you got to know when you're at a level where you say, okay, I'm, I need some help. Right. Like, like Frank Oz is I'm still around. I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. You could still be alive. Well, and especially someone with a Steve Jobs level of money. If, if a Steve Jobs type person dies at like 45 or something, you know that fuck was sick. Like, because... That sort of money, they could keep you alive through oh, just yeah. about anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
You're like, oh, death? <laughs> That's not something we worry about. <laughs> Don't you worry, sir. Yeah, yeah, no, I forget the exact story, but it was like, yeah, he thought he could just like eat eat fucking like tomatoes or something. And yeah, no, tomatoes, tomatoes cancer. do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the miraculous cancer healing tomatoes. That's the way that works. No, I think the next game people are thinking has to be great from Microsoft is Hellblade Two. Um, was that Setsuna's second? Yeah, Senua's. Uh, I forget which one this is. What what the, sub, what the subtitle is? But, but that was the from that was kind of like a out of nowhere game, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but that wasn't a Microsoft game at the time. Actually, when that first came out, it was a Sony exclusive. Interesting. And then they bought Ninja Theory, the studio. Mm. Um, and now Ninja a, Theory. What else have they done? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to you'd have to look that up. But what's that? The Ninja Gaiden people? No, no, no. Okay. That's Team Ninja. There you go. Okay. No, Team Ninja has made, like, yeah, they made the Ninja Gaiden games. They made Dead or Alive. That's right. That's right. That's right. They made uh, Neo, um, you know, um, they had some other stuff recently. I yeah, I'm getting my, my wires crossed. What happened to Dead or Alive? That that kind of died. See, big bouncing boobs is not enough. Yeah, but because those games weren't very good, were they? Eh, some of them were good. Like I actually fine. remember enjoying some of them. The first Extreme Beach Volleyball was well. actually <laughs> no, legitimately I, I remember, fun. I remember, yeah. That was actually a legitimately good volleyball game. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, I mean, that fighter space is pretty crowded, though, isn't it? That's a hard one to kind of... Yeah. Well, I mean, the stuff that's been around is kind of still around, right? Like Tekken and Street Fighter and... Uh, but they've all been good for the most part, no? Yeah, Guilty Gear... I don't know. It seems like there's space for a lot of fighting games, actually, but they're all niche. Is Dragon Ball Fighter still uh, kicking around? Yeah, I think that got an update to get better netcode recently, or it's going to, or something. I mean, I'm sure they'll be announcing a. We had a lot of fun point. with that for a couple weeks, and then we never touched it again. I remember the video. The one video I always loved was um. Uh, what was the what was the saying? The female saying from the from Super uh, where they merged was it Kefla? When they merged? I think so. It's been a minute. What was their name? Because it was... Yeah, it was like Khalifa. Because they added them into the game, didn't they? Yeah, well, that's what I was getting to. Is I remember when they when they announced it like an Evo or something like that. Where they were announcing like who the DLC characters were going to be. And they announced like... You know, they showed like... I think it was like uh, Ultra, in Ultra Instinct Goku. And people were like... Yeah, 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 and then people announced then they announced Kefla and the place went ballistic <laughs> it was just kind of because it's like it was one of those cool things right because in Dragon Ball you didn't really have like a woman competing at that level yeah no. like like Chi Chi could kind of hold her own in yeah, like Chi-Chi, original had, Dragon Ball yeah, yeah, but once it got to Z and no. everyone started ramping up like wild no, she's just at home hanging out you had Android 18 <laughs> yeah 18 yeah 18 um, for a little bit where she beat the fucking dog shit out of Vegeta poor Vegeta oh that's a great fight though that fucker flies in and he's like nah I got this unlock and it's like Sorry, babe. <laughs> this ain't that show. Hun. But she got outpowered really quick too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you lose two fights and now the Saiyans are beyond you. Yeah, you're done. You're done, Ski. Yeah, she was kind of the last one, right? Before before Kefla, I think. 
Well, I mean, unless you're counting uh, GT. I mean, no, no, no one's. Because I don't think GT. anyone does. That's not a thing. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you're talking Pan about. In there, I don't know that I ever actually like properly watched that. They gotta age them up again at some point, right? If they like continue super, one would think. Because weren't, yeah, Trunks and Goten are like kids again in Super. Are they? Yeah, I think they're still kids. No, they definitely are. You're right. Yeah, we do need another. We need another time jump. Are they? Because no they continued the manga, right? Are they going to yeah. do the show again? I would, you would think so. I mean, they like money, don't they? One would think. I mean, they did the, uh, that last movie did pretty well, I thought. I think it did okay. Yeah. I think the problem is like, one, we, we watched it. It was fine. I had fun with it. I it think I liked fine. it more than you did. It wasn't as good as Broly. Well, Broly was a lot of fun. And then and Broly, the animation, the animation work Broly was, was not, gorgeous. Yeah, the animation work wasn't even close to that level. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, no, Broly was one that I was glad we saw on the big screen because the animation was stunning and the fights were great. And yeah. yeah, that was that was a good time. Well, and then I think the newer one was also harmed by the fact of like, look, Gohan has been... Like, people like Piccolo, but Gohan has been harmed by the storylines and so sure. suddenly having gohan like thrust in there like he needs to be the savior again it's like eh, does this work not really you know i don't know i just at the end of the day it's always going to be a show about goku and vegeta for most people and if you tried to age out goku and vegeta i don't know how that would go over probably not well i don't think it would go well You'd have to like almost start like a, a side show and kind of see how that went. With, and the like, good thing is they're aliens, right? So you could just be like, oh, yeah, they're 300 years old, but they still look like they're 25. No, yeah. And they haven't <laughs> aged at all. Like there might be like a little laugh line that they draw, but. And then with like the spouses, all you got to do is get the Dragon Balls and wish them young again. It's fine. It's Yeah, fine. that is the that is the get out of jail free is the Dragon Balls. Yeah. It's Fine. Yeah, what was it? That was one of the funniest parts about Broly was what Frieza was going to wish to be taller. And Bulma, <laughs> wasn't Bulma going to wish to be younger or have a bigger ass or something, something like that? Something like that. I'm also, I might be thinking of Fic because that was always a big no, trope was... in uh, Fix where Bulma was like, no, nah, I'm going to wish myself young again. Well, why wouldn't you? That's the thing. If you're Bulma, you're like the richest person on the planet, right? Isn't she? She's always supposed to be like mega wealthy. Yes. Like this inventor of all this shit. And no one's using the Dragon Balls. Like, weren't they saying in one of the movies, like, they just gather them up to have them, like, in a just in case. break in emergency, break glass in emergency sort of situation? If you know they're going to pop up again in a year, why one time just be like, hey, just, Shenron, right. can you make me 20 again? Every, like, couple I'd years. I'd do that. Right? Oh, thousand percent well especially if your husband who you love is like gonna like live for fucking ever yeah it's like put me on that aging plan well, then let's you got do the, that you got goku over there making old woman jokes it's like fuck you goku <laughs> no, i'll fucking, no, the I'll move fucking is, kill you bitch yeah as chi chi you're like make me as powerful as that motherfucker and we'll see <laughs> let's see that's a limit of shenron's power let's you go can't do that speak it up say again what was that what did you just fucking say to me i think i think shenron could give you immortality but, but he I can't don't make you all powerful think he can make you as i think he can only make you as powerful as he is. I believe that was the limitation. Okay. So I think that's why like the the that ultra dragon who was created by the Zens or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The one who wished all the universes yes, yes, back yes, into yes, existence. Yes, 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 yes. 
that dragon could do some nonsense because he was created by the creators of the fucking universe. I should go back and watch of all that, the that tournament of power arc. Oh, that that's, was it's awesome. That was a delight from start to finish. I know, I know, fucking Toriyama like hates Vegeta, but just one time, can Vegeta be the savior? Dude, I genuinely thought in that the what, what's the movie? The second when Frieza returns, because that movie's fun. And I was like, we really can't, we just can't, you can't give that one to him. <laughs> You know, no, can't. In this instance, we can't. It's never gonna happen. Well, and he's it? like, he's like, he really is. It's crazy because he's the the emotional core of the show. Right? He's the only like, one. Like, he's the one with the arc. And uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum too. He's the one with the arc in Z. Goku's just like there for the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Z- Goku and Z did actually seem like he he wanted to fight of course but he wanted to help people too sure in super goku just wants to fight Goku's he doesn't give a fight. shit yeah. what the reason is yeah goku and super is a maniac no but vegeta like in that tournament of arc where he's like facing whatever what was the guy's name uh, uh jiren yeah and jiren just beating the shit out of him of course and he's like imagining bulma yelling at him to wake up and that was like the week after the bulma's japanese voice actress died oh sobbing. and i was just like yeah. oh jesus weeping, christ weeping openly i think i was i was on one of my away weekends with a girlfriend i was like i have to go to bed i have to watch my stories <laughs> so i'm like in like the guest room like trying not to be loud as i'm sobbing <laughs> yeah and- it's like, man, could Vegeta just have one? Why couldn't Vegeta have gone Ultra Instinct there and just put it to Jiren? Like, just why couldn't time. he have been the one to defeat Frieza people, in that Resurrection F movie? People love Vegeta, man. He's the best character. I like people love Goku too, but they really love Vegeta. I enjoy Goku. I love Vegeta. All right, there's a difference. I do think an argument could be made. Like, there's some people out there who've done great work in english dubs but i think sean schemmel's work as goku is like possibly the best english dub work that's ever been done in anime i mean that's a that's a statement i do like the dragon ball uh the dragon ball dub the dragon ball the original dragon ball z dub is good i don't like something I feel like Christopher Seb- Sabat's like voice changed or something because he just got older. I don't know. Happens to the best. And of us. he just sounds weird as Vegeta now. And I've heard the dub from Kai. The Kai dub is horrible. It's not good. I don't know that I watched the Kai dub. I think I just I've watched seen the parts sub. of it, and it's they've ruined so many scenes. It's not good. Yeah, it's bad. That's it's a not. It's a bad way to watch the show. That's upsetting. That are, I do like the original Dragon Ball Z English dub, though. I mean, the the Funimation one, not the Ocean one. I mean, that's the one that like you we grew up with. And I think that's part of it too. Is I'm biased to something. There's a that nostalgia I saw factor I was for sure. And there's such a love for the series that obviously, but no, it is it is good. They do a good job with it, especially for something that came out of that era when you had so much garbage for lack of a better word yeah well that's the thing too is you had so many bad dubs and it's better now but you still see some english dubs like Ooh, this is rough this is rough man <sighs> and sometimes i think sometimes i think what happens is like dub work because i think the dub work gets outsourced right 
to various studios and then maybe the original creator isn't as hands-on with it as they should be and you're very dependent on whoever you've outsourced it to maintaining a certain level of quality mm-hmm. you know sure like uh, bring it back to Nikkei again I switch back and forth just to see how stuff is dubbed versus some um, you know the Japanese versions and the Japanese versions are always incredible and the dub is like some scenes are good. I'd say it's like mostly good. But then like some of the stuff recently in the dub is like, ooh, there's some bad, like there's been some bad casting or bad direction or something. And, and you know, like a lot of these big, especially like a Nikkei or a Genshin Impact or a Honkai Star Rail, they cast really well-known voice actors. Like these are professionals. These aren't just like we pulled joe schmo off the fucking street right, our to model be our, friend we decided he would to be, be yeah they do yeah. we didn't mass effect one it yeah um maybe you know it's like a game that makes 50 million dollars in a month we have some they're money not, we can right you're we getting good people some talent um but i think even if you're good it's like did you get bad direction or you know you don't know what the character's supposed to be right because like we're we're seeing the final product but and we see maybe the context of the story uh, but the person who's recording it, they're going on the direction they're given. Right. So right. you don't necessarily know. Oh, fun voiceover story. So uh, uh, Izzy, there's this show on Netflix called Unicorn Academy. Mm-hmm. It is exactly as dog shit as you would think it would be. Uh, she enjoys it because unicorns. And uh, we're sitting there and the villain, uh, uh, she's talking and Bob and I are kind of looking at each other and we're like, is that Jennifer Hale? <laughs> and it absolutely was. We were like, oh, that's where all the money for the voiceover went. Okay. Why isn't Jennifer Hale and Nikkei yet? They got pay, Jenny. pay that woman. They got Jenny. That's where all the money went. You don't see Jennifer. I feel like I don't see her in much anymore. And she was in so much for a long time. But I don't know. Maybe if I looked it up, I'd realize she's actually in fucking everything. I think she's still in a lot of stuff. It might just be like maybe not the game so much anymore. Maybe that's the stuff I play anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You got anything well, else, Alex? You got you had anything else? I don't have any more grand ideas. No, I think we're going. I mean, we're going for two and a half hours. So. Did we? God mm-hmm. damn, we're machines. No one can stop us, dude. Like it's it's funny because anytime we do sit down and we're like, oh, we don't have anything to talk about. It's like, no, we'll be fine. We're gonna go for at least two hours. <laughs> we knew with the punk stuff, we'd have quite a bit to say. That would be a big chunk yeah. of the episode. I think I. It's like unfortunate because I think I could have gone a lot harder. Like right after it happened, but I forgot a lot of my annoyance from the time. You know, well, and it's just kind of like it, it sucks. It was just fresher in my mind. Sure, 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 sure. Well, it's been a minute since we've recorded, so yeah, lots well, has we happened. Did a, we did have a death to mourn. We did indeed, indeed. So, well, on that note, hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.